<laughs> I had to tell that joke to my buddy's dad, who is like 100% Italian, and he started cracking That's up. That's what? Are, are 25% Italian or yeah, something? Yeah, because I don't... You guys, are, you're... Uh, you're fakers. Wow. No, How man, dare I'm you? Not, I had ancestry tests done. Yeah. How well, now they have your genetics. For, forever. Yeah. That's cool. What's well, the worst do that you know if the clone of you is going to care? Dude. <laughs> clone rights, dude. They won't know, though. Clone rights. They're going to be Did the you guys same... hear about the artificial beef they're making? Yes. Ugh. Well, I got an artificial beef with that. This making guy fake talking, meat. talking. He's upset about artificial beef, this guy. Like it's genetically created beef. Is happening good? Eh, who cares? It probably it'll probably save it. the planet. You, you know, because the animal industry is uh, a big pollutant. Yeah, uh, but they're never going to stop. Um, I think we're going to have to reach. We're going to reach a critical mass where eventually we're going to have to stop. No, you know? it'll be like Wally. Everybody's going to go up in space, and then some poor folks going to be down here to sure. die in the wasteland. We're all going to be fat in chairs, mm. no, floaty chairs. Idiocracy is a documentary. Yeah, that's for people who see like three movies. They say stuff like that. So like you, because you just said it. Wow. Yeah, that was. It was. I was in character. Yeah, you are a character. Uh, thank you. I guess you guys have noticed, or maybe you haven't. This is the Terror Trio, but we got a new iteration of the Terror Trio. So. Um, we're just going to talk about the elephant in the room right off the bat. Mike and Drew are not on the show, and they won't be on the show for a little bit uh, because of some personal issues. But we're going to keep this train rolling. And uh, for right now, figured I'll have our alternate co-host from The Gore 4. I don't know if you guys remember. We had Gory, an episode Gory. back in August, The Gore 4, um, Gory, Gory. <laughs> where we had myself. Then we had Marcus. And then we have Peter Vulo and Daniel Morris all here. So basically what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to run the same format we did before where we talk horror news and then a random subject. So we'll uh, get started today with the news. I kind of feel like I should have included my last name because you guys did, but I would have been out of breath. So continue. Wait a minute. Who gave their last name? The other two. Yeah. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. Oh. Yeah. Daniel might have even included his middle initial. Nope. No. I did not. I did not. Yeah. Daniel P. Morris. He's really yeah. loose with it. He's really loose with it. He makes me do it, but he doesn't do it I don't. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll control Whatever. my breathing for the podcast, and I'll say my last name at the end. All right. Well, good. <laughs> Take so, deeper breath. <laughs> in terms of news, now, how, how, how are you guys feeling about... Uh, Columbia Pictures is releasing a remake of The Grudge, which is uh, about to come out January 3rd, 2020. I never saw the Another first. remake. I never uh, saw the first one or the remake of it. So I hate I remakes, but it's rated R. Wait, no, I love it. Wow. Oh, wow, that's a sarcasm that we love. No, I love it. It's rated R, but it's a remake. What am I supposed to do? Didn't somebody notable direct it or is going to direct it? Well, Sam Raimi is producing it. Okay. And it yeah. stars Lin yeah. Shay, Damien Bashir, and John Cho. Do you know so who the director is? Lin Shay's in a horror movie? I, do, don't, I don't believe that. Do wow. you know who the director is? Uh, I have no idea. Nope. Uh, okay. Because Sam Raimi did produce Crawl. Not Sam great. Raimi, Which, Sam Raimi is a not great. It was an okay movie. I mean, for not, it being monster horror or you know animal horror. Don't make excuses for it, Eugene. No, no. I mean, it was you know for what it was, it was it was okay. You know, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a Black Christmas, but ooh, yeah. The seventy four one is pretty great. The seventy four one is good. 
don't know about, about great. 2006? Whoa, Six, whoa. We'll get into that later. Wow. We'll get into that later. Uh, so, I mean, what are your feelings on it, uh, aside from Peter's sarcasm? I have zero interest. I never saw the original or the remake and uh, won't be seeing this one. Really? I think in the early 2000s that all that J-horror stuff was like the it was the, the, shit. Genre, the genre, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how it translates to modern times. I know there was that sequel to The Ring called Rings a couple of years ago, maybe last year. That Oh, that movie was, was fucking total, horrible. Yeah, it was a total dud. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't see it, but it's just there was no interest in it. So I don't know how now the grudge is going to do. Uh, in all seriousness, perhaps the rated R thing will bring draw people in i know the director was somebody notable i just can't think of it no no his name is uh nicholas pesky yeah so he is somebody notable to people who know okay uh, he directed a movie called the eyes of my mother that came out a couple years ago fantastic oh, okay. black and white uh like crazy horror movie it's about um this isolated uh girl who lives with her family and she uh uh you know, it turns into a murderer or whatever, but it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. The Eyes of My Mother. So hmm. that guy directing a big budget horror movie could be interesting, especially if they they let him have free reign on the material. It could be good, but I don't know. I, the Grudge, The Grudge, The Ring, that was horror that was cool when I was like 13. I don't know yeah. how I'll feel about it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the stuff that reminded me of like when you would go to Mondo Video and yeah. that was the only place Ooh, you could Mondo find Video. some of that stuff yeah. where it was. Ringu yeah. and and like the Grudge or whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, that that Ring remake was pretty creepy, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like people were always talking about how, like, oh, don't watch it before you go to bed or something like that. And I mean, the people that are in it, I mean, it's got um the dude from uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey, William, William Sadler. Sadler. Oh, from uh, Demon Knight. Tales yeah, he's gonna Knight. be in there. Wait, a minute, he's gonna be in the new. He's in the, the new, new Grudge. Yeah, he's gonna be in the new Grudge movie. Um, they've got Andrea, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Andrea Riceborough. Oh, she's going to be in there as well. Uh, and then they got Lynn Shay. Lynn yeah. Shay. They got a lot of people that John are in there. Yeah. There's a, like, there's like a ton of people. I can tell like notable people in there. Yeah. It comes out January 3rd. So no, it's it pretty cool. Evil, it could be an evil dead re- remake type of situation. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. want to talk about it. About oh. what? Oh, okay. Evil Mo- dead remake. Hmm. Okay. All right. You're one of those few people that didn't like it. Wow, that I'm one train's rolling and just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Yeah, these brakes work. <laughs> I'm one of those few people that feel like it could have been called anything else and could have just had a bunch of kids in the cabin in the woods uh, and be Evil Dead. Not this. <laughs> Hashtag not my Evil Dead. Because oh my God. having a recognizable brand in theory could bring more people out. Right. And if you if you love a franchise. Right, you want, you want to more reach... of the franchise. No, no. You... you don't want a woman what did who you has want... like uh, uh, what addiction issues, right? Yeah, and she wants to go clean and sober. That's not Evil Dead. That's nothing close. To me, it, it's no great if uh, something you love imp- in, it has potential to reach a wider audience, and that wide audience might want to look back and, and watch the original movies because they like the new ones no, so much. No, because they'll look at the old ones and they'll think it's funny because of how the effects look. They won't look at it like, oh my I mean, god, this is the ultimate experience and grueling terror. Is something wrong with my mic? I, I, I'm sure there's some segment of the audience who genuinely appreciates the movie and maybe has a curiosity to look back at its history. Uh, so, I mean, you could, you could take your approach and it's, it's probably valid. I'm not sure. But I think it's 
that's cool. Let's get more people into horror. That's my approach. Let's get more people into horror if they want if they want to, you know. So whatever. So that's your feelings on it. So and, you just you just want a remake. Like or I mean like you're you're fine with that. Yeah, I, I mean, you, know, you don't want to get into like Die Hard 7 or something like that, right? Like you don't want it to become like too big with like the numbers and things like that. I mean, the horror has a history of, of tons of sequels, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, there's a bunch of movies. You know, Silent Night, Deadly Night has five uh, five movies and then the remake. You know what I mean? For example, oh, the, so the Initiation and the Toy Maker. I think. Right? Yeah, there's there's another one. There's uh, three, four, five. I forgot what they're, oh, okay. but those some of those are the subtitles for some of them. And then there's a the remake there's, that's called just Silent Night. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, but with the Silent Night, Deadly Night fr- franchise after Part Two. All the other movies have absolutely nothing to do with the original. I, I think part three might have Ricky from part two in it, at least the character. I'm not 100% positive. I think yeah. four and five were completely so. Wasn't he like on a like a gurney and they're keeping his brain alive in part three? But, yeah, that might be it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I only saw it once and yeah. it sounds right, but I could yeah. be way off. So, I mean, there's not. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with remakes or sequels. But I don't want to get on another hill argument, you know, because you love your hill. You do. You do. Peter, you You love your hills, your mountains. You want to die on because sometimes the arguments don't make sense. We love all these iconic horror franchises. And then suddenly a new sequel is announced and it's like the end of the world where. But we love all the random sequels. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Love it. You know, Jason lives. uh, All the other ones. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you guys talk. J- Jason takes Manhattan gets a lot of love, you know what I mean? It's like because of how ridiculous it is, not because of how good it is. Sh- okay, I mean, yeah, th- yeah, but good is all perspective. This is true. I mean, like it's it's really easy to sit there and say all that yeah. stuff, but like at the end of the day, it's out of our hands, and they're just trying to keep the franchise in their back pocket. And, and, and let's be honest, yeah. As much as I love Jason takes Manhattan, no one thinks that's a good movie. It's well, terrible. It was a huge them. letdown. It was a huge letdown when when I, I mean, went to go see it in the fun. movie theater. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's it should have been called movie. Jason Takes a Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. I swear to God, that's what it should have been called. Because somehow Crystal Lake leads into Manhattan. I don't know how that. But then everyone always cries that there's no original ideas in movies in general, but new no new ideas in horror. But then a new movie comes out and nobody fucking sees it. That's yeah, right. That's so it. it's like, yeah, what, it's, what, what do you want? I'll see a new movie. What do you movie? fucking I'll want? I'll see a new idea, Peter. Yeah, but you're the exception to the rule, man. Right. I and mean, I don't like, like... I don't like the other people, so I don't... Well, so this, guy, <laughs> so this guy that's directing the new Grudge remake, he directed a fantastic little horror film that nobody has seen before. Hashtag yeah, I mean... Yeah, I've never I, even heard I, of I mean, it. you heard me. I flat out was like, it's a nobody. He's got three things in his filmography, and you're like, yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah, and it was that's great. what I mean. And yeah. now you're, everyone's going to shit on this before it comes out. Right. You know, and it's like, this is a guy who c- could do cool things in horror. But like, like, just take a second. You know what I mean? I don't know. What, what, I just wonder, what do people want and what is the argument? That's all I wonder. I think what, what's, what's happening is that a lot of the, what the studios are doing is basically they're taking properties that have already been tried and true and have already been to have a proven track record like the old grudges um, and just bringing it back for the normies. Not for us, for the hardcore horror fans. They're just bringing them out for the normies. The people that are like, oh, yeah, I remember the grudge when I was 13 years old yeah. when it came out. Oh, they're making a new one. I'll check it out. It's scary, but not for people like us, though. For people like us, it's a totally different story. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really watch horror movies to get scared anymore. I mean, oh, yeah, Sometimes, no. you know, no. like a jump scare will get me here and there. But I'm not really watching it to expect to get scared ever. You know what I mean? That, no. has, that ship is like long sailed, you know. It's, it's all about retaining rights. It's yeah. no longer yeah, about yep. like, oh, let's do this new. Let's do this series justice. It's literally this is about to go up. We need to retain the rights. And I mean, Disney flat out said when they closed down Fox, like, here's the whole catalog. Yeah. Go through with a young director that it's not see what you can do with this. Sure. And that's what's going to happen. That's why we're going to see this stuff for the next however many years that they do it. It's oh, just, yeah. Forever. It is going to be because nothing's going to be out. You're no longer going to find these DVDs or any of that stuff. Yeah. And they're just going to be like, oh, hey, here's this. Here's this. Yeah. And you're gonna, and everybody's going to be like, I have that. That's a remake. And no, Joe Blow isn't going to know that. The normies, like you said, aren't going to know that. And yep. that's. I mean, look, they're talking about Big Trouble in Little China getting remade. Yep. With yeah, The Rock. They've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, that's the stuff that everybody... Escape from New York. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to do this stuff, and it's it's not taking away anything from it. It's trying yeah. to get to a bigger, wider audience. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I don't, I don't have an inherent issue with them coming out, the, uh, 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 out of the gate. You know, and... Some of these remakes and reimaginings, whatever, they can work. I mean, Evil Dead, I love it, um, mm-hmm. the remake. And I think, you know, the Halloween 2018, say what you will, but I thought that was great. I, I liked say. it. I loved it. Uh, I thought you don't it was have anything to say. I shouldn't say anything at all, right? Damn, right? Great idea. Damn. Dr. Sleep. That that's why you get the shitty mic. Dr. Sleep, ah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Sleep, fantastic. Nobody fucking saw yep. it. You yep. know? But, yep. In theaters. Yep. Yeah. You, you Once give, I was allowed to go yeah. out in public again. Yeah. <laughs> and you liked it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And you, you give... Uh, a cherished property, you give that over to the hands of somebody capable, and, and well, you can get a good Dr. product. Sleep, but then nobody fucking sees it. He yeah. made Doctor Sleep with love and care. Yeah, you yep. can see but that. nobody yep. saw it. Right. Nobody fucking I, saw I it. So what? Do, I, I don't understand what people want. I don't fucking get it. And then the whole history of the horror genre. All these fucking people that complain about remakes and stuff. Their favorite movies are John Carpenter's, Carpenter's The Thing, Cronenberg's uh, The Fly, The Blob '88, etc. There's just like there's a whole history of remakes within our genre mm-hmm. that everyone cherishes. There's a whole cherish. history of remakes within movies in general that no one even recognizes. Like for example, Wizard of Oz. That's a fucking remake, mm-hmm. but no one talks about that. You know, there's tons of movies that are remakes that no one know even that. knows are remakes. But I'm saying that a, a remake has the potential to be good and overshadow the original. And I think just. Maybe be open to the potential of something being good. It's just callous. as as much as it could be bad. It's callous to go into it with these preconceived notions because yeah. you're just like, well, you're talking to someone who had no interest in the original, the remake, or the new remake. So it's not because it's a. Remake then why are you I, commenting? Because Eugene's here talking. <laughs> like if you have, oh hi guys, hi, hi. <laughs> That's funny. To, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Comment on things? Yes. Well, yeah. Podcast. I didn't know you were. I, you know what? I didn't know you were. You were. You were. You were so like negative or such a like curmudgeon when it comes to like a lot of stuff. Though I'm just noticing like that, that. That's what I mean. Like, like I, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. It's it's very like. Well, I can't help it. Everybody else loves it, so someone's got to be the. Uh, no, no, no. I get it. I totally understand that. And I get being. Well, what's fucking wrong with liking advocate? shit? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. No. What the fuck is wrong with liking shit? Like, if you're immediately gonna be like, "Fuck this!" Like, come on, man. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Like shit. I like a lot of shit. I just said, yeah, I but like, come on, yeah. man. Like, oh, likes fuck it. Fuck it. I have my opinions. Like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> we, did, we have watched a couple of uh, those Jason. Like, I get it. House. Like, some like, things are bad, but like, 
people put their fucking like heart and soul into some of this shit and they're trying to do something with a it. A lot of times there's no heart, no soul. Oh my god, dude. Are you fucking I'm serious? I'm not just talking strictly remakes. Wow, movies man. In movies in general, man. Like, they that's a horrible way to go through life. Like, just being like, fuck this, fuck that. This is shitty. Yeah, the best times are behind us now. Like, you know? fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, like, best. nothing's ever gonna be good. Like, yeah. come on. I literally just said I liked Dr. Sleep. You did? Yeah, but like, yes. you did. Did you like It Chapter 2? Fuck no. There you go. Wow. There you go. Most people there didn't. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought that it was that it was a, a lesser movie to the first one. You're right, but I mean, what did you think about it? I mean, compared to compared to the first one, not compared to the book, yeah. but compared to the first one, well, oh, how'd you feel about oh, it? Well, in chapter well, two. Well. Um, I think that um, most of the casting was spot on. Mm-hmm. I think um, it was a, a much bigger in scope compared to chapter one, and I appreciated that. I I like that it went balls to the wall with the concept of everything. You know what I mean? I would have mm-hmm. liked to see Pennywise more in the form of the clown. You know, I thought that what's that's when he's most effective. Yeah. Like for instance, that scene with him under the bleacher mm-hmm. was absolutely like terrifying. Yeah. And I think that was like real quality stuff. And I thought that I loved that it took the the, the source material seriously. And uh, I don't know, it was definitely. Um, Chapter one is great, but this was like a yeah. step up in terms of like just the overall uh, scope of the of the concept. You know what I mean? Like All right. It tried. So yeah, the would CGI. You say, would you say in chapter two is like the strangers pray at night and then in chapter one is like the strangers? I wouldn't say that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because uh, the whole reason that pray at night exists is that pool scene. That that's the only thing that people want to talk about. But no, it, it chapter two, there's a lot of quality. And I mean. I don't know. I, I just something about it. It hit me in the right spot. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. Some of the CGI was spotty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of the de-aging stuff in the clubhouse didn't look great. But I mean, those are you can have negative. Uh, you can have criticisms of a movie and still like it overall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's important to have criticisms of film of movies. But you know, you can still overall enjoy something. You know, I bought. You know, I I liked it. I saw it twice. I rare rarely see a movie twice. You know, in theaters. In but, the theaters? Yeah. It just so happened that it was playing in my theater. So yeah. it was like, I, I can go see it a second time. You know what I mean? So, but uh, right. I've rewatched Chapter One many a time, many times as well. So it's, right. it's, how many huge blockbuster franchises are we going to have in horror these days? You know what I mean? Like, Not a lot, but I, it seems like we're like it seems like we're going into like a renaissance right now. We talked about it before in previous episodes, where there, there, it seems like the studios are taking a chance now on big budget horror, and as long as it keeps doing well like it and chapter two did and halloween 2018 did then yeah. you know maybe they'll maybe they'll be more apt to to take a chance instead of you know making shit like black christmas uh the new one the new, gotcha yeah. yeah 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 yeah. all right well he's trying to goat me, <laughs> <laughs> to goat me. i am not yeah. i am not trust me i know how to goat you hey uh, I don't know if have you guys ever read or have heard of Joe Hill's Lock and Key comic book. Yes, I think I heard it from you. Did or, you? Or I know. Okay. Uh, well, Netflix released it, released Snow. a teaser uh, released a teaser trailer uh, recently for an adaptation of of Lock and Key. Uh, and it's Joe Hill's, and we all know Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Uh, it's from Carlton Cuse, who uh, was showrunner for Lost and Bates Motel, and Meredith Averill, who was part of the haunting of hill house which the less said about that series the better um the series is known is called described as a uh 
I hated fucking Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. But then again, I don't like I don't like ghost things, ghost movies, like ghost TV eight shows. Eight in for something to happen. Exactly. That that fucking show sucked balls. But um, I only watched a couple episodes. So. Oh, see, there you go. Good. Yeah. See, that's why he's not jumping down my throat because everybody is in agreement with it. Dan, did you watch Haunting of Hill House? I loved it. You loved it? Wow. I loved it. And I right. said that last time. Yep. But I'm, I'm not. You did I'm say not, it last time. That's right. I'm not gonna um, go down that road. <laughs> Been there, <laughs> done like that. I watched it like immediately after making like French press coffee or something, and you were wow. caffeinated the whole <laughs> wow. time, like hand press coffee. You yeah, know, go down that road. Like a no, nope. no, like an espresso drip type thing, and then you were ready <laughs> to watch it. Nope. No. Okay. In nope. his silk robe. <laughs> that part's true. Yeah. <laughs> But he just wears that when just that's an home. everyday thing. Yeah, <laughs> everyday shit. It's everyday shit. He only puts on his best plan when he leaves the house. Yes. <laughs> so the um the trailer, uh, the series is going to be uh it's described as a coming of age mystery about love, loss, and the unshakable bonds that define family. Is there gore though? It, it seems horror? like it, it's it's horror. Is it's there it's be supposed blood? to be horror. Breasts. I don't know if it's going to be blood or breasts. Uh, I'm out. But there's going to be like buns. it's like honestly buns. to me I buns. just want to see it only because I've read a few uh, a few issues. Of Lock and Key, and it was it, it was a decent comic. I don't know how the series is going to be, but you know I'm going to give you a chance another and check it out. Book adaptation. Oh, there's you another know. hill. There we go. There's another hill. It never we'll, ends, you know. We'll keep it. We'll keep it there for now. <laughs> Eugene, did I? Did you say whether what um, platform it was going to be on, or did I miss that? Uh yeah, Netflix. Okay. Yep. Ooh, so it's coming out on so Netflix. So it's going to be a series, or a they movie? just did. It's a series. Oh. Cool. Yep. Yep. So it'll be. I don't know if it's a limited series or what, but it's going to be a series on there. Uh, speaking of series, F, did you just raise your hand? Yeah, well, I, like, I don't <laughs> want to interrupt. Uh, speaking of Joe Hill series, did anyone watch that Nosferatu thing on AMC? Not yet. Uh, Not yet. Ne- neither have I. I was hoping to read the book before I watched the show. So, no, did you watch it, Dan? No. No. Okay. Streaming on Shutter right now, right? I think so, yeah. 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 With, uh, Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. All right. Well, also, in terms of a limited series, FX is adapting Stephen King's Carrie. With a limited series. That's going to be uh, coming up soon. <laughs> Once again, this is going to be the fourth adaptation of the property. Uh, the way the showrunners are talking about it, even though there's no script yet. Oh, and I want to I want to I want to hear what your guys is uh, <laughs> what your guys opinion is on this. Even though there's no script yet, they're saying that Carrie will likely be played by either a trans performer or an actress of color rather than a white woman. So, what do you guys think about Let's that? Let's start from the beginning. We can all agree that the original Carrie is awesome, right? Was Sissy Spacek? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay, now what do we think of the Rage Carrie 2? Terrible. Mm, I don't know if I've seen it. I never saw you it. You didn't yeah. miss anything. Yeah. All right, I never saw the newest one. What do you guys think With Chloe Grace Moretz? Yeah, Moretz? I never saw that one. I it wasn't didn't good. care for it. Yeah. I didn't care no. for it. I okay. never saw I it. It was pretty much a sanitized, sanitized version of the Sissy Spacek one. Okay, now that we're up to speed, what yeah. do you guys think about that? Well, then they made a, a TV movie too. Yes, okay. with yeah. uh, what was the last? Her last name is Bettis. She looks like she, she's that actress that looks like a, she looks like a crackhead. She was um, hmm. man, what was the movie? Is it Angela Bettis? That sounds right. I want to say Jerome Bettis. The bus? shit. No, <laughs> I think it's Angela Bettis. But yeah, they, they did it. They did, they made a, 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 a made for TV movie about it. And okay, that was movie. sucky also. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's FX. FX normally does decent when with limited series. Um, I don't know how far they're going to delve into it. But, again, this is super early uh, in the production process. Like, you know, okay, like they well, said, there's not even a script yet. Let's talk about it. Carrie doesn't have to be white. So I don't get how anybody could really have a problem with that. 
Yeah, no, I, I just whereas, I thought it was pretty weird like, that they like actually the mentioned out that out of everything. Opposed to the whole trans thing, but I don't what? know about that personally either. Hmm. Was it the whole yeah. story? Angela Bettis. Okay, yep. good. I was right. Yeah, Thank I God. mean, it's, uh, like it's it's uh, they're all fictional characters, fictional story. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have at it. You know, it's not like it's going to be the last time Carrie's going to be adapted. You know, so yeah. You know, let's let's see see what we can do. Let's it's kind of weird that that's the one property of Stephen King, though, that keeps getting adapted over and over and over. No, again. there's there's going to be that new uh, TV show, The Stand, on C- yeah, yeah, CBS yeah. All Access. I that's mean, only the second time. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like yeah. You know, now we have the sequel to The Shining. It's like they're going to keep, you know, uh, plundering the depths or whatever the word is there. Well, now they're doing it only because Stephen King. You know, they got that uh, that 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 law that took into effect that after I think it's after 30 years, all the rights and everything revert back to the original creator mm-hmm. of said right. property. So which is why, he you was know, selling West Craven's for a estate for a while. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was That's selling crazy. his stories to a dollar to filmmakers. Dollar now, stories. Is that Stephen King trying to get it? Like keep it out there with the license. Or I think it- that's what's happening now. Okay. I think now that now that Stephen King has gotten most of his properties back uh, to him, now he's shopping them out to do yeah to okay. make adaptations. That makes of it. That makes and it's also kind of what like twenty years since the last time because everybody else was doing it. Yeah, like the ABC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they yeah because ABC did what they did the stand they did the Langoliers they did uh, then they do also uh, Storm of the Century. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I feel. I feel like they, it was like a, it was like a movie of the week. All there was the Rose Red as well. Yeah. yeah, I know Drew liked that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a bunch of stuff with them, and yeah. it felt like because. And I, I mean, again, I forgot that. Um, what was it? Salem's Lot was on. Yeah, uh, Rob Lowe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that was a made for TV movie yeah. too. I forgot all about that stuff. Yeah. That you was know? awful. Which is getting remade. Yeah, and then they're doing a uh, what is it a a, a prequel to that. It's gonna be set in like Gothic. It's like Jerusalem. Yep. Spot. Actually, that was uh that was one of my oh, <laughs> my yeah. pieces of news uh, that I had on here. Spoiler. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Stephen King's Jerusalem's Lot, uh, which will uh, star Adrian Brody. That's gonna be uh, coming up on Epics. Hmm. So Epics ordered a series about that. Now, and I is guess Jerusalem's Lot actually a book or anything by Stephen King. It's a short yeah, story. Yeah, it's a short story. Well, I know, I know it's, a, it's a full lot. It's a full. Are you sure? They say well, I could have sworn it was a short lot. There is Jerusalem's Lot, which is yeah. a short story. It might yeah. be a night shift. Yes. But then there's the full novel of Salem's Lot. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's Salem's Lot. It's an abbreviation for Jerusalem's Lot. Yeah, yeah. So the actual town's name is Jerusalem's Lot. Right? Oh, yeah. They just call it Salem's okay. Lot. Okay. But Salem's Lot was a totally separate story. I believe so, yeah. To Jerusalem's Lot, which was a short story part of Night Shift. Yeah. I think it was. it came out in like 74 or 78. In that same collection of short stories, there's a... A story that leads into the stand or is part of the stand mm-hmm. uh, universe, if you will. Well, it's all a uh, night surf. I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all connected. They got uh, the town was actually featured prominently in uh, the second season of Castle Rock, mm-hmm. which I don't know yeah, if you guys have watched that yeah, at all. I, I no? really didn't. The first season, I, I was like a slog to get through. Like I have one episode. First left. season was tough to get through. Yeah, so it was like a haunting of Hill House situation. Or? Yeah, but I kind made it of, farther yeah. into yeah. Castle Rock. Actually, I made it much farther, and I try. I watched some episodes twice, just like oh, I gotta get through this. <laughs> I gotta get to the last one, and I haven't been able to do it. So I've been like a year. So with that being said, I haven't watched the second season. You know, right. but I like Misery. So there we go. The book. So the new, uh, the, the new, uh, this new Epics series is going to run for ten episodes. Is that another funky streaming service? Epics is another is another channel. Oh, yeah, I don't channel. I pay channel a long time, so yeah, yeah, me neither. But I, I think it'll be on a streaming service shortly after that. Peter, I can, 
Because I know what FX had Fargo and they eventually put that onto Hulu. So they'll probably do something like that where it's just a couple, like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Let me come over, meet your new cat. I'll get, you some, I'll get you some info you on yeah. Sotheroku. I can help you out. If you have you named a new cat yet? By uh, the way? We're, we're looking at Pizzelle or Pretzel. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Um, fun name. How about Stashy? Stashy. Mm. <laughs> Two on the nose. I'll, I'll put it on. I'll put it on the list. Okay? On the short list. Yeah, make short. it happy. No that's that's jacket. your way of saying fuck off, you. I thought you might like. Uh, it. Yeah, from uh, <laughs> Channel Zero. I do like it. Yeah. Um, also, if you can get me the director's cut of Midsummer, that'd be great. If you have. Oh, speaking of next piece of news, Amazon Prime announced that Nicholas McCarthy's The Prodigy and Ari Aster's Midsummer is going to be hitting uh, Amazon Amazon Prime in January. So The Prodigy is going to come out on the 23rd of January and Midsummer, Marcus, (laughs) it'll come out on the 3rd. So right after New Year's. Uh, I think it is the theatricals cut. I don't think it's the director's cut. Yeah, because I think it's only Apple that has the director's cut or something for streaming, like but iTunes or something. I know that the Amazon sometimes has both. You just yeah. kind of got to search a little Amazon. bit deeper on Amazon. What's different? Or you don't know? I don't know. There's what, the director's cut? Footage. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's more There's more footage. There's a, there's a little more... Um, Wasn't that movie long enough already, though? Yeah, but if I'm going to I don't know. It, I kind of I I liked it. They had, it had more into... It, it delved a little more into the, uh, the two main characters' uh, relationship. Like, you get to see why the boyfriend... The yeah. boyfriend's more of a dick. In this one, so you get to see why you know it was more justified that he got spoilers burned up at the end in the uh, bear outfit, uh, and it didn't add any more any more gore or anything to it. Oh, but it added then. it added more it added a, a little bit more. There was more more scenes of them tripping out and shit. A and more story, yuck. <laughs> was there dripping anything, was with there anything as funny as that one moment during the Mal sex wet. scene that made me laugh harder than any movie? This year, basically. Wow. Uh, no, there wasn't. There wasn't more to that sex scene. You saw the director's cut? Yeah. Oh, because I know it was playing at theaters for like a week around here. I, I, I think so. I think it did, it it did play like for a week. o'clock or something. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna Eugene is keeping cinema alive in he Western New <laughs> Yeah, very supportive. When I found out about, play. what was it, the uh, Kevin Smith movie that was traveling, I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll catch that. And then you're like, no, nah, it's gone, man. It's it's long gone. That gone. was a Fathom event. I was like, what? Or, yeah. or Three from Hell. Yeah. Yeah. He was I actually, uh, I actually, actually, I missed one of the terror screenings to go see Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Man. I think it was... Which is the one that everybody was talking about? It was a great time. Demon Wind. I don't know. No, I went to really Demon Wind. Was the one before Demon Wind? Burial Ground? Burial Ground. Oh. That's what it was. I wow. missed Burial Ground to go see uh, Jay and oh, Silent Bob reboot. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I regret it. Wait, wasn't it this season you missed? <laughs> I thought it was this season you missed. No, no, it was, uh, it was when, when was Jay and Silent Bob reboot came out. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was Burial Ground. Yeah. Off topic, how was the reboot? Uh, it wasn't good. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. love that you support cinema, like in general. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm, a, I'm a cinephile yeah. through and through. Like I see, I watch everything. Like my my, my preferred genre is horror. Right. Horror is near and dear, and it's number one on my list. But I watch What's everything. Number two? Mm. Action. Mm. No, no. For me, it's horror no. than comedy. Yeah. Horror. No, I, I think you know what I prefer. Like I don't know. I like a good drama. For me, mm. yeah. What is horror, good, drama, what is, comedy? What is a action. good drama to you, Gene? I just want to get a feel for your taste in drama. Yeah, yeah. What's we good? always talk horror. We never ever yeah. talk drama. What's Let's like a good see. serious movie that's not yeah. horror? Fuck, man, a good serious movie. I mean, it seems like you have a lot of knowledge about movies in general. Well, with age, Scorsese, comes knowledge, right? you're a Scorsese Whoa, guy, right? So old. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, if we go if we go to for drama, we're talking about Scorsese. I mean, I thought The Irishman was a good movie. I thought it was Same. a really good movie. Me too. Um, but like I said before we started recording, that movie could have benefited highly from being an hour shorter than it was. Like most you know, movies that come out by nowadays. by the end of the movie, you know, we saw it in a cat and I watched it at the uh, the North Park Theater, mm. which has the most un- uncomfortable seats in Western mm, New York. Yes. I love North uh, Park. But we sat there right. three and a half hours. I think that's what kept me awake was the fact that the seats were so uncomfortable. <laughs> like you said, like you said, yeah. Or the, the seats were so uncomfortable, which kept me engaged in the movie. Uh, after the movie was over, Kat asked me how I liked it. I told her that I felt like I aged as quickly wow. as the fucking characters uh, did. Not, not but too. the movie was a great movie. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into your uh, details, your bowels, but did you have to use the restroom during the Irishman in theaters? Well, normally I I drink a gallon of water a day, and yeah. on top of that, so I'm always fucking pissing. But Same. normally for movies, though, if it's a movie that I'm really interested in, I'll hold my dick until the movie until the credits roll. Hold it. I just hold it. Literally, it gets to the sometimes. point where I got a piece so bad, like once minute forty five, forty seven, I literally have to take my thumb and my forefinger and pinch the head of my dick so I don't piss my pants. That now, isn't that that's more, how bad it is. Isn't that more distracting than just maybe getting up and going to the bathroom? No, because no, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Well, the Irishman is three and a half hours. I mean, you would yeah. rather be. And you know what's funny? I didn't have to pee. Your dick for. Uh, I'll pinch two, my dick. Yeah, for two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just go to the bathroom. Real quick. I'm just yeah. saying, Eugene yeah. and I are the same person in this aspect. I don't want to use the bathroom during a movie, but if I have to, I'd rather like. I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. But if it's, if it's a good movie, though, it's you know, I don't, I don't want to miss anything because I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back and have to watch it again in the movie theaters or wait till it comes out on video no, or, or on cable to you know catch the part that i missed as no, distracting as it is to have to hold it it's more distracting to miss like five to ten minutes uh, to yeah and then come back and be like what did i miss it is i guess it depends on how how bad it, is. it depends on the movie too yeah i mean if it's a movie that's just going like real shitty like you know black, christmas, black christmas then i'll go piss every 10 minutes oh well that's good to know yeah thank you for your opinion regarding any time that movie. that's what we're here for <laughs> take a new approach so back in uh, in news, while I'm holding my dick, this week it was announced that uh, Mike Flanagan's three-hour director's cut of Doctor Sleep will be Let's up go. digitally, digitally on January 21st, and then it's going to be released on Blu-ray on February 4th. Day one, day one for this guy. Get that Blu-ray. You and me both. You and Peter, me both. I love you, and I love Doctor Sleep, but isn't everything a day one for you? No, I feel like no, no, no. He no. didn't get it chapter like two on Mr. day one. Day one. No, no, I've, I like, believe that's your new nickname, Peter Vulo, Mister Day name. One. That's a, a great name. That's a great name, actually. No, but uh, I've been trying to be a little more reserved. Uh-huh. Uh, with, your, Insta- uh, your Instagram feed kind of says otherwise. I mean, that's a, that's just a lot of backstock. I mean, I got a lot of movies. <laughs> I got a lot of movies. It's my passion. Oh, my passion. So Mike Flanagan says that it's a finished, complete, and fully polished new cut of the movie. Uh, there's new material throughout the whole film. There's brand new scenes and extended or altered uh, scenes as well. He also I promises drooling. that there's going to be some surprises that he won't spoil. I just love and, looking um, over at him every time you well, say something. And I'm happy because it comes with the theatrical cut. If you don't include yeah. both cuts, I would be upset. Because I want the movie I watched in theaters, but I'm totally cool with having a bunch of new shit. But you have to give me the option to But you know what? There's both. also going to be a new feature that you're going to appreciate. Uh, the cut is also going to break the film up into chapters like a novel. What? Yes. Well, headbanging. Peter just went from six to midnight. Ooh, yeah. Peter is headbanging. <laughs> you saw that? Oh, you saw that? Hopefully I can, fin- I can read the book before that Blu-ray comes out. So 
Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be some uh, some changes, and I guess there's gonna be a change to the ending also. What? So Whoa. maybe it'll be uh, closer to the book. Who knows? Um, you know, I mean, obviously everybody here. Did, Dan, did you see a I Doctor did Sleep? Not. I did oh, not man. see. I'm see, one of the guys. You're the problem. You're one of the problems. Star Wars opening weekend. Though. I did. Oh, I wow. see it again. Yeah. <laughs> give, give Disney your money. They're they're hurting for they're it. Hurting. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> they're hurting for it. Disney they are. The devil. So since some of you guys, uh, Peter, like Tawny and Hill House and love Doctor Sleep, and then other people like myself and Marcus and. Did not like Haunting a Hill House. Oh, Dan, you like Haunting a Hill House. I'm the only one in the room. Oh, it was Dan. Okay, Peter, you disliked it. Yeah, I tapped out. I mean, what do you guys, what do you guys' opinion on Mike Flanagan personally? I mean, he did Haunting a Hill House. I never met him. He did Dr. Sleep. (laughs) He did, you know, now he's doing Haunting a Blythe Manor, Bly Manor. We'll see how that comes out. Supposedly, that's going to be scarier than uh, Hill House. Um, I liked of his movies that I've seen. I've enjoyed them. I thought Gerald's game was really fantastic. Um, yeah, and that, that was good. That yeah. Hush was really good. I liked Hush. I yeah. didn't see all of Gerald's game, yeah. and I really liked Doctor Sleep. Yeah. So, um, Honey of Hill House, though. Yeah, it, it was the, uh, the couple episodes I watched. I mean, he's he knows oh, what he's cool, doing. Man. Like fuck my favorite. He, he knows what he's doing, but just <laughs> for just that said, particular. Fuck my face. Oh, fuck my favorite. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fuck my favorites. But he, he knows what he's doing, regardless. You know, I haven't seen Oculus or. Ugh. I don't know if he's done anything else uh, prior to that or whatever, Oculus but I, terrible. You know, I feel like he's really he's got some good movies in him. He's definitely competent. He knows what he's doing, but yeah. like uh, Hill House was just way too long for me. Like I was telling you guys, I think before yeah. we started recording, I didn't want to wait several episodes in for something to actually happen. Yeah, and I just couldn't. Well, the whole story and backstory and everything to it was just fucking dumb. The only thing, and in, 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 uh, this is actually going to be the last time that I that I talk about this. For, for, I can see I can see the smoke coming out of Dan's ears from my peripheral yeah, vision here. Um, <laughs> the only cool thing about that fucking TV show was again how he hid all the ghosts in all the scenes inside the house, like yeah. little like Easter eggs and shit. Like it was a scavenger hunt, and honestly, that's the only thing that kept me interested, and that's the only reason that I watched it from first episode to last episode. So because for the the rest of it was just a big bore. I imagine you didn't get the director's cut uh, Blu-ray or whatever that came out recently, right? Of nope. Hill House? Nope. Like all the longer extended episodes? Nope. Not going to either. <laughs> Absolutely not. Did you get it, Dan? No. Because uh, I, I can just watch it on Netflix. Peter? Fuck so- Peter, no, we don't have physical media anymore. No I, no, I didn't buy it. Okay. No, I didn't buy it. You know, it's going to be crazy because uh, a lot of people are, you know, poo-pooing and, and, and DVDs are starting to become go the way of video cassettes and VCRs and shit and turning into dead technology. But I read an article uh, a couple of weeks ago about how physical media, it seems like eventually it's going to end up making a comeback Mm -hmm. because with all these streaming services and all this shit, um, you know how like, uh, like let's say Shudder, for instance, you know, they'll throw a movie on there or a few movies on there and then they'll keep them there for like a month or two and then take them away. And then they won't go back in rotation for another sure. few months or another year or two, you know, whereas, you know, physical media, a lot of people want what they want yeah. now, yeah, you know, and, you know, it's a lot easier to just grab a DVD that you have in your collection for a movie you want to watch and pop it in than look through Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, you know, Vudu, any of these places and 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 get it. Like I have I have a friend right now. Um she's she's huge into movies and her and her husband had a huge DVD collection. They gave away most of their DVDs Damn. because all they do is stream movies now. 
You know, if they feel like watching a movie, they'll just look it up on Amazon or whatever, pay the three ninety nine or whatever to watch the movie, and then that's it. Yeah. That's I think that's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm yeah. guilty of streaming movies on Prime if they're included in Prime, even yeah. if I have the DVD. But if I had to pay again for it, if I had the DVD, I'm getting the DVD. Out. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, and with the DVDs, you could just you could just watch as many times as you want. It still comes yeah. with the extras no and everything. No commercials. You know, it's just, and then we got the 4K, the Blu-ray, all that shit. So the quality's top notch, but. I don't know with this with the streaming thing. I think I think it's it's too much now. Like I completely agree. It's, it's ridiculous. It's um, it's kind of like what's happening with like comic books, where mm-hmm. the paper medium you can get it digitally, right? But as soon as they stop making physical media of comic books, it's not going to be as worth as much, right? But eventually they're going to stop printing them. Yeah, and those books, even if it's a shitty whatever issue, because it was one of the last to be printed on paper. Is going to make it worth you, more. You think that'll actually happen? There's going to be a point where there's no print uh, for a little media? bit. For a little bit, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I feel like the, the comic, maybe I don't know with comic okay. books so because they're losing more money than they're making. You don't think there's going to be per- periodicals like magazines and stuff? I think anymore? there will be the trades, but I don't think there's going to be um, individual like, issues. So we'll bring it back to horror. Uh, there is one issue of Ash versus Freddy versus Jason that is out of print in the. Um, physical collected edition. You could get the individual issues, but that one collected is now going for $125, Ooh. which is stupid. That's right? for a single issue? No, that's for the whole series. Okay, but gotcha. if you wanted the individual issues, you could get them and they would be at face value, mm-hmm. which was the comic book, I think it was three or four dollars. Yeah. But nobody want they all want the collected, right? right? So it's this weird flux and fake demand for things because that issue is out of print because they only could get the rights for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. made it and now it's done but that's also like i mean disney's doing it with the fox stuff they're yeah. they're drumming up this fake demand for yes. things that are no longer out the vault. there and the and vault. it's what's gonna happen right but i can't believe they gave away all those dvds man like that's crazy it's crazy. i mean like i'm tracking down movies that i'm like i i just want it on dvd because I don't want to spend three dollars mm-hmm. on to rent it, and then it's just yeah. gone. It's poof. Like I have yeah. forty eight hours from the time I start till yeah. it's over. Like it's just it's getting kind of wild west out there. Sure. Of, yeah. Like you almost want to go to the flea markets and mm-hmm. be like, I'm gonna just grab all of this shit yeah. and hold on to it, yeah. because it's gonna go the way of the buffalo soon. Yep. And like some, I mean, like what was that? That sleepaway camp box set you, yeah. you you posted mm-hmm. you can't if, find if, that if you stuff wanted any- that you should have told me i was hooked you up man. oh well, but it's like oh now you know I'll take it but now it's one of those well, like you have it now you can't find that set anymore no 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 you know and Not like nobody's re reprinting it you yeah. know like that yeah. stuff's and you can't find the individual movies anymore really unless they do those random one-offs mm-hmm. from like diabolic yeah. and, well, and that's, that's that's what i was going to talk about like i feel like it's I don't know the details of the comic book world necessarily, but for in terms of like Blu-rays and stuff, I think it's going to become more niche in the future. Like it's going to serve a particular audience. Like the Criterion you, collection? Yeah, like you, you have your Criterion, you have your Synapse films. They recently released uh, the original Suspiria on 4K. Uh, then you got your Vinegar Syndrome, your Scream Factory, your uh, Severin films. These are these All these companies... Like turn like make a ton of super obscure horror movies and they put them on Blu-ray or whatever. I mean, I just bought Tammy the T Rex on uh, Blu-ray, but I could have bought a uh, 4K, you know. Yeah. And that was from um, Vinegar Syndrome, you know. So and they just put out Spookies on Blu-ray, you know. Yeah. I talked about that last yep. time. But so these are like 
this is new Blu-rays are coming out and people are buying them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Myself included. There's a market, but the market's going to get increasingly smaller. But the market you do have is going to be ravenous. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I bought Tammy and the T-Rex as soon as it was available to buy. You know what I mean? Never thinking that movie. How much better is the gore cut versus the? I've never cut. seen the original cut. I've okay, only seen the. Gore, I've seen the, the original the cut, and cut. I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need the gore cut yeah. in my life because yeah. the original was just. Eh. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to kind of go the way of Japan, where things are going to like this physical media is going to be worth a lot more. Oh yeah, and it's going to be more expensive to the point where we're you're going to drop forty oh. to sixty dollars yeah. on just a DVD. Yeah, I mean of I, this stuff. It's stuff like that's already. If you want to get uh, a Blu-ray from a boutique label, I mean, you know, it's it's like thirty bucks if you want to buy yeah. it like brand new, and and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? But I can't buy them all. I will buy the ones that most speak to me. But I will. As long as I have money to buy them, I will. As long as I can support them, you know. What but I mean? it's not going to be the days of it's Tuesday and there's 20 mm-hmm. new movies out, yeah, yeah. and I'm getting 15 of them. Yeah, yeah oh, those days yeah. are over. Back in my those days, are days over. that was totally man, right? Yeah, because yeah. you you didn't know when the next yeah. time these movies were going to be out, or the shelf shit, spaces, they're releasing, yeah. you know, like three ninjas, like holy yeah. crap, like three <laughs> ninjas <laughs> knuckle yeah. up. Whoa! I mean, the shelf space at these stores is getting increasingly smaller every time you go, you know, at Best Buy or Target, you want to go get a Blu-ray or something, you know, it's And smaller it's funny and how they're inconsistent with each store. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. Where your like, flagship stores and your little, yeah, you the, know, rinky-dink the, ones. The Boulevard one has a massive DVD section mm-hmm. versus... Of, of which which one? Which uh, store? The bu- uh, Best Buy. Okay. Oh, Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, it, it, yeah... Best Buy is doing pretty good for for me on movies there, but like I, then I you go to the a couple bo- things yesterday. At Best Buy they had um, uh, the Chuck Norris uh, Silent Rage. Oh my um, god! And they had I got one uh, directed by Sean Cunningham, the guy who did Friday Thirteenth, called The New Kids. Hmm. Uh, have you ever seen The New Kids? I haven't. No. Let me know what you think. I will. Uh, they have these cool like retro VHS slip covers on them and stuff. Yeah, like, super cheap, and I I didn't already own them, so I got them. Uh, Barnes and Noble had like a fifty percent off Blu-ray sale, and I bought a bunch of things there too. You know, mm-hmm. like so if it's, it's there and it's at a reasonable price, I'm going to get it. So you know, uh, I just I still love the feeling of being able to go to a store and just buy it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and have yeah. it rather than get ordering online and it take the shipping and handling and the time it takes. It's not a big deal. But it, it, there's something nice about being able to go to a store and just look through and yeah, look through, throw the hunt, that you want, all that you know? stuff. Oh, I it's love just, the hunt. Yeah, the yeah. Hunt is, I mean, it's just hunt, not, yeah. nowadays though with this with this generation, it's all online. It's all online shopping. It's all online ordering. It's all like the days of 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 you know scouring the stores, going from store to store, yeah, looking for a certain version, a collector's edition of something or anything. Yeah. Like oh those God. days are over, man. Those days I are gone. Know. I mean, we are here. There, we might not. We're here, numbers. but we're in the minority now. Yeah, What's we, the we furthest not... you've driven for something? I mean, so I mean, there's times that I've gone to like as many Best Buys in the area that I can go to, or Target, or whatever, to find something specific. You know what I mean? We're like, in a weird area for that kind of stuff yeah. because the fact that you can drive 20 minutes, 30 minutes in any direction yeah. and hit seven stores yeah. mm-hmm. for this stuff yeah. is kind of like crazy to yeah. me. Well, yeah. that's why we gotta keep. You know, I mean, I don't know how I feel about supporting big corporations, obviously, but, you know, if you can buy the physical thing in a physical store, you might as well. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm out there at these antique malls and these antique stores, you know. I looking. once drove Peter to a um, garage sale yeah. and he, like, was pouring through boxes of VHS tapes. He, I've never seen him happier. Oh, because <laughs> I was the only person there looking through the tapes 
And you know you're going to find a gem. Well, you it, found a it bunch was of all gems. like it, just, it was just a tre- treasure trove. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they're in a nice home now. I watched uh, at least a few of them already. You know what yeah. I mean? On my VCR. People call it a VHS player now for some reason. What? But it's a VCR. It's a VCR. You yeah. know, I have that hooked up right now. I could play whatever. You know what I mean? And there's really no difference. Of course, you know. If Those are really hard to find. The what, VCR? No, people say that, but it's like go to a thrift they're store. Not. I'll get yeah. you one right now if you want. I'll get you super cheap right too. Yeah, I'll I got, get you I got a decent VCR right now. Yeah. yeah, but I mean now, but you, but you can't. Like, what do you have your VCR hooked up to though? My flat screen TV. I don't have like a little the the, the tube. You don't have like an a. Uh, you mean, don't have an adapter. You have an adapter or something no, because just I can't. With the three color cords: the red, the yellow, the yellow and yeah, yellow. that one. Yeah, you just. Oh. Yeah. All right. I'm sure there's probably also a converter. So I got two VCRs at home, and I can't hook them up to anything right now. Because your flat screen doesn't have the the three color cables? I think it does, but I didn't know that. I thought thought maybe there needed to be like a HDMI adapter or some shit that you can do for for the... Is it? Yeah, S cable or something like that. Shit, I'm excited now. I drove to Rochester recently for a figure. Did you go to the Record Archive? No, I I love that place. I love that place. If you want like physical media, go to the Record Archive in Rochester. Really? They have tapes, DVDs, all collectibles. It's great. I miss that, the hunt. Why yeah. did you suggest we go there when we were in Rochester? We didn't have time, I don't think. That's the hard part. Is like there's all this stuff you want to do in certain places, but yeah. it's yeah. I, I recently for a figure, I drove to a Rochester Target and what Henry sort Hammer. of figure? It was a Star Wars figure. Of course, it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! There were six. <laughs> there were six in the box, and it's yeah. And I was able to get what I wanted. And That's great, man. But it's one of those like. Literally checking on the road to like, do they still have? No, I would do that. That's the yeah. only thing That's I love awesome. about awesome. technology with this stuff. Like when you're on the hunt, and yeah. you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. like it's still in inventory, it's still there. Yeah. But like, even with like certain movies, like uh, it's hard to find like the right cut. Like that's where I think that mm-hmm. that's where it becomes like super fun. Like, oh, this VHS, mm-hmm. this yeah. has that one cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I mean, have you gone to the extent of like converting any of it? Like trying to like get it into like a digital space so that you can. Have I haven't, it? I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah. I know Marcus, you have some my capabilities to do that. Hooked up to my computer, your VHS yeah. player. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Nice. I transfer all my old home movies over, and I do. I'm working on Jamie's all their family's home movies. Wow, as well. I might have to. Give you some work. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, like, it is shit. something, like, to at least have that, like, I know you guys have been ragging on it, but, like, Star Wars, like, you can't find those cuts. I have those nope. on the, the, the uncut, the, uh, the, the uncut DVD. versions on the tape. I have the ones that, without the, the special the editions or the ones before the special the one, editions? The, the last edition the that didn't have any of the tinkering. Well, uh, the pre-tinkering tapes. There, well, bef- like, it was cool with, like, eBay, like, talking about the tape collecting. Like, there was a guy that was, like, you could buy the the, the original three from the laser disc and he was like converting them for you like taking the giant laser discs and making them because that was the only way you could get it Mm -hmm. that's cool and it was super cool and it's like i wish some of these like hard to find horror films would be out there Mm -hmm. well there's a place that i like called vhs ps vhs ps uh so they have a huge library and they just take the tape and then they just put it on it is a physical store uh it's a uh, website okay uh and so you just look through their menu, and they have ton of VHS, and you pick what movie you want, and they send you the DVD. Like, oh wow! I watched it's bootlegs, of course, but that's how I first watched the movie Elves. So if you haven't seen Elves yet, I um, have elves. okay, sorry, I just know it's Christmas, Christmas horror. I know that's you why I mentioned see my sweater. You. Come on. It's a great sweater, but yeah, Elves, Spookies, <laughs> and there was a bunch of movies that that I that Phantom of the Mall that aren't Eric's available. Revenge. Good movie. Huh? Subtitle: Phantom yeah, of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah. 
that I hadn't seen before because they weren't really readily available anywhere. And then I just went to this VHSPS.com and ordered a bunch. And they have usually a 50% off sale a couple times a year. So boom, boom, boom. It's just all, you know, now I can watch these uh, movies that aren't available anywhere else, you know. So I will support physical media. I there wish they would somebody would open a an old like mom and pop rental place. Cause I think it would do gangbusters right I now. Do like you think I, it would do gangbusters? You know what I was thinking about that recently, because I'm always, you know, I'm always looking for for ideas to open up like a new business and something that's that's that that's niche and something that that isn't around. And that was one of the ideas that I was throwing around is doing like a like an old like mom and pop old style VHS slash DVD mm-hmm. rental shop. But I don't know how good it would how how good, how well it would do. Because you mentioned a place earlier early in the episode, Mondo Video. Yeah. Um, Mondo Video used to do decent business over on Elmwood uh, in the house, and only because they had stuff that nobody else had. Yeah. And you know the, the foreign movies and just 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 shit that that out of print and just stuff that that's really hard to find. But I honestly thinking about it, I think it's a, it's a cool novelty. Yeah. To have. But I don't think business-wise, it's not a good business model because I don't think a lot of people will, will stop in and, and rent a movie per se only because, you know, because of the whole digital thing and the downloading and the streaming. You know, nowadays people are fucking lazy. Yeah. You know, instead of going to an actual store and, and looking for something, they'd rather just look it up on the computer or look it up on the TV and with a remote. And like I said, they want it now. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to hunt it. Although it's, a, it's an awesome idea, and but unless you have the money – to keep it afloat and the capital to keep it afloat, mm-hmm. I don't think it, it'll be a viable a viable business. Even though I, it I would mean, be super cool, I think the thrill of I think at opening it would be packed. Yes, but it would dwindle over time. Yes, I'd love to think there's going to be a, an awesome mom and pop like physical media place I could go to. I would love that, but I have watched those places I love to go to just close. You know, yeah. I mean, record theater for example. Yeah, you know, I used to go there all the time. They had like twenty percent off on Saturdays or something like that, yep. and I would go buy my Scream Factory. Blu-rays and stuff there, you know, whatever I could buy something there, I would. And then, uh, you know, I just like that experience. I mean, I just like going to Barnes and Noble and looking at the magazines or like, you know, that that goes back to me loving to go to media play as a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? When you yeah. look at all that stuff. I don't know if that desire is in other people these days, you know, the younger generation it's or not. whatever coming up. But, you know, but you look at those like uh, the they're pretty much art exhibits of like uh, – slashback video and stuff of like everyone make, making it look like an old school like mm-hmm. a vhs shop and stuff i mean there's a novelty aspect to it but will it be able to survive i don't know it depends on also your area if it has a nice ravenous fa- horror fan base like buffalo turns out we do have a really yeah. hardcore horror fan base would turn out to support that i mean we do have a desire for it look at that pulp 716 place the comic book yeah. bubble tea place you know what i mean yeah very small operation but i've been there Sometimes just to get the bubble tea because it's good. You know what I mean? Uh, so I guess it depends on what about the place brings people in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like It couldn't just be a video place. But look at like correct. family video. That place has got, what, four somehow, locations? Somehow and they're still open. doing pretty well. Yeah. And I think it's... They, they keep figured closing out. locations, though. Yeah. 
but the the ones that we have here again, yeah, yeah. it's that weird area of yeah. of Western New York being like, no, nah, I'd, I'd rather get up and go yeah. out and yeah. do that. I like Redbox. Like I, mean, I was about to say, Redbox, like Redbox is still a thing. I, yeah, I, I still rent movies from that. I figured those were, would have died out a year no, or two I mean, ago. But I mean, great. like if you did like a partnership with like a seven one six or something like that, and we're like, for we're gonna do a pop up shop for three months. Yeah. That novelty, it's low risk, high reward, sure. right? Because mm-hmm. it's only here for a certain amount of time, like Slashback. Yeah. And then people, like, you create this demand for it. And if it does become something that you could get into it, you, I think it could work. I think it could. I mean, like, you'd have to be something on top of what it yeah. is. But, I mean, I think it could be fun. I, I, I mean, Oh, yeah. I mean, there, I always think it's at least worth trying. You know, whether, I mean, obviously you don't want anyone to go bankrupt on, on a, yeah, on yeah. I mean, you'd have to you own the building yeah, you know or I mean? like, it'd be like a, a like I said, a pop-up shop I mean, th- or something. That's definitely something I wanted to do with the theater, like for a terror screening, do like an 80s night, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe put up a little rack of VHS and stuff like that, you know what I That'd mean? Cool. Just to, for fun. Well, but, that's the, um, I think that that's the hard part is now all the posters are so... Everything is a collector's Fact, market. Yep. I mean, you and know, like, and there's all like, a, well, yeah. even the newer movies, it's it's just like farm, like they're farming it out, get it out there, get it up yeah. there. It needs to be this. If it's too artistic, it's you immediately like, look at the parasite poster. You're like, what the hell? Like, I don't get, how is that what it is? And then you eventually disconnect. Whereas like when we would walk through those, those, you knew like the better the, the artwork, the worse the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. that, Artwork is key. That's why I love what you're doing for terrors because obviously a lot of these movies people haven't heard of, like Demon Wind, for example. Mm-hmm, yeah. But your artwork has almost that quality, that like lurid quality of the VHS tapes, you know, where it color and it popped and something about it. Uh, yeah. Look at the poster. The, the poster looks awesome. Yeah. Might as well check out the check movie. It out. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But that, that's what I yeah. mean is like that. That stuff. We've lost the art of, of posters. Really, oh well, more or even less. like the cover. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the most. Mm-hmm. That's it's why the most I want basic yeah. version of whatever the art could be. You know what I mean? Because everyone is scared to have personality. They want to reach the most amount of people, and by doing that, you lose almost uh, any. I don't know. Courage. Soul. Courage in it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Soul. <laughs> yeah. No, that's partly true. All right. So I, I call. I'm calling it right now. Then I'm calling it right now. I think all four of us should get together and do the gore for video store. Ooh. I mean, I'm Ooh. down to try. Huh? I like that I'm down huh? to try. I have no all capital four of us. to invest currently because, you know, weddings are expensive. No. But <laughs> later on, yes, I might be able to throw some money in. Marcus could be the old guy behind the counter. Yes. Great. Yes. yes. The movie know-it-all. Yes. That'll yes. just yes. pass yes. judgment on you. Oh, on you're, what renting you're renting that? Oh, you're yeah. renting that shit? Sure. Oh, yeah. sure you watch oh, there you we want go. this? Are I you ready for it? In my retail days, I'd gladly do it again. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I would. I really like their store. store, but the guy behind the <laughs> counter. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no, man. You, he I makes you feel so dumb. I my customers, but anytime I see any of them, my regulars, they're like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, when are they going to give me a set schedule with more pay? And they're like, yeah, it's retail. It's probably not going to happen. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Mm. Hey, bye. Mm. So. Wow. But, you know, I kind of like how, like, each piece of news is going into, like, this huge discussion. Well, yeah. we segue no, into all sorts no of stuff. To to, this episode. No, no, I know, I know. I'd love to go to a place that, uh, horror, just a horror store. I'd love to be able to go there. There and go, There's going to be here. nothing but horror novels, nothing but horror comic books. Yeah. Nothing but horror Funkos. So, uh, Peter, would you call it a, a store? Figures. Huh? Did you call it a store? Like horror store store? Wow. I feel like that's that's a pretty good store. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I figured it's good. Figured you that's good. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I would just love 
<laughs> you know, when you when you fucking when you nerds go and to get a comic book and it's just all the crap that you like, Ooh, you know, the Avengers, damn. all that garbage. Oh, man, he just wow. imagine if I could go Jesus to a place. Christ. If I could go wow. to a place. Imagine if I could go to a place and look around and it's like this is all shit I love. You know what I mean? Like this is all stuff that that I, I can get for me. Like instead of posters, which of Batman, would be awesome, and it's and it's Freddy it's awesome it, in the idea stage. Yeah, but I mean, when I you think about it. a business to, like that viable to make dialing. money, it's not going to make money. No, it's just, I, it's I just know, not going to make that, money. It would be fantastic. So you want somebody yeah. else to do that for you? I mean, I could do it, but like, I I just don't want to like go bankrupt to try to do something like that. You know what I mean? Well, mo- yeah, I, but I mean, like, niche stuff is always going to be. Yeah, but aren't comic books a niche in themselves? Not anymore. They're pop culture. No, just because they've always been. Just because Avengers Endgame made a ton of money doesn't mean people are going to go out to those stores to buy their comic books. Man. No, you always see no, a spike. No, yeah, you no, always see I mean, a spike. It's always it, it's back and you forth. Just you got saying they're going to stop printing comic books. But yeah, but like when a new movie comes out, like I got yeah. a friend who works for a company here that literally is like he'll go to travel to the United States at these conventions and he'll have people come up to him being like, "Hey, so uh, do you got blah blah blah?" With numbers 173, oh, you're a, a huge Red Baron fan? You're like, because that's where he first appears. Oh, no, yeah, I've always loved Red Baron. Oh, you just give a shit because he's in the Black Widow trailer. Mm-hmm. And now you want to cash in on that stuff. But you literally see a spike literally. in like the comic books where it's like everybody all of a sudden wants to try and get over on somebody who owns a shop yep. that doesn't know that they have it. And they're gonna gobble it up and then flip it. Yeah. So but is like, that what's is that what's keeping comic book shops alive? Is that Marvel's making movies out of their properties? They and definitely then people go have in. Oh yeah. To go buy issues because yes. now it's a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like if you look at the it's horror... it's the exact same thing of say, like what you do when you hear like there's a there's a horror movie coming out. Let's go, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. You haven't read it yet. No. The movie was gonna come out. Sure. You heard the movie was coming out. It was coming out. So that put a fire under your ass to buy the book, right? To read it. I bought, to read The Shining and to read Doctor yes, Sleep. Yes, same thing. Yeah, I bought the book at Savers used. But like, <laughs> but, but that's still, it. But that's you the went point, and tracked though. it down. I did, yeah. Yes. yeah. So now, what if there was a store? Yeah. For me, that I could go to and know that they're going to have all kinds of great editions of Stephen King books. Well, you horror nerds all are all you guys are talking figures. about is just like you horror nerds. <laughs> It'd just be nice for me to buy a bubble tea. <laughs> no, it would be. It to, would be. To, to Absolutely. Get, uh, the new Fangoria. Absolutely. Yes. I completely agree. It would be great. Because there were of, a is there a new shows. issue coming out soon? It seems yeah, like it's been forever VFW, since the new issue. The movie VFW is supposed to be on the cover. I saw it. I'm, oh, I'm just okay. going to hear from our boys at the cool. Queen City there. Queen City. Queen City Bookstore Amal. shout out. VFW, like. Volunteer yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a bunch of like uh, old, old like guys. older iconic actors. Uh, they, they are at the VFW and it gets overtaken like via like siege what movie. Older iconic actors. I, I don't know. They got uh, Stephen Lang, yeah. George yeah. Went, uh, William Sadler, okay, I was, I Fred was Williamson. Was like, yeah, yeah, Fred I was wondering if it was like the usual suspects. But, like but no the, offense so, to him, like Tony Todd. So like, then, no, it, no, no, no. to my understanding, it becomes like a siege movie where these mutant punks okay. have to fight the VFW, yep. VFW guys. Uh, that sounds like fun. It sounds awesome. It does. The poster looks pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that neon black light type feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a trailer yet for that? Or not? I don't know. No. I, okay. I try to no, not yet. Avoid them. But See, just a poster came out. The convent. There was a convention I went to in Toronto. That had like a horror, and that was awesome, like seeing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's so 
niche still that you have to do these one-off yeah, weekend they, things. But they have those massive horror cons in like, uh, it was a Texas Frightmare or whatever that one is. Yeah, like, but it's only three days, three, four days. And then there's the Horror Hound ones in the Midwest or whatever. So. I mean, I think a store would be awesome, but... And there are there were a couple when I first moved here, yeah. but I don't know what happened. It was mostly like mask shops and stuff like yeah. that, and all the like you could get some t shirts and stuff sure. like that. But yeah, it would be nice if there was a mixture between they had new stuff and old stuff, you know? Because sometimes I don't normally if I'm buying a book, I don't like to get the movie tie in cover, but you know, I hate those covers most of the time. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I want to get it like, oh, that's a really nice looking uh, old hardcover version of the mo- of the book. You know, I'd love to get that. So, you know, there's sometimes like I want something new and then I want something old. I'd love to have the option, you know. Mm-hmm. To, it's cool that t- Target's got those NECA figures now. Yeah. You know, that seems like they have a lot of Predator shit, though, which is well, a great movie. But, you know. It, well, they got Predator, other. Friday the 13th, Gremlins. NECA's been banging those it, stuff out because they of, sell. Yeah. yeah. They sell. Shit. Yep. Whereas, like. It's quality. The Hellraiser stuff. Nobody, it's like, yeah, I know that Pinhead's a, the guy in the franchise, but that's about it. Like, hmm. not very many people have watched that movie, Present Company Excluded, you know? Yeah. Like, I've only seen the first one. I've never seen any of the sequels. Are you serious? I love I don't the second one. Eugene loves Hellraiser. I, I may have seen I some do. of the sequels. Do you, I just don't remember, but I don't think I have. Did you, I mean, I know you've probably seen the, all of them, but like mm-hmm. the second, like after the second one, it gets a little weird, right? I like, I like the first four. Okay. The yeah, fir- yeah. The first one was obviously iconic. The second one was a direct sequel to the first one, which is why I liked it. Uh, the third one was Hell on Earth, which was it's okay. Weird. Yeah. It was weird, but it had Pinhead back to being like an evil motherfucker. And then the fourth line, the fourth one was Bloodlines, which I just liked because it just, it, it was, it was an anthology movie and it told it, the history of the the Lambic configuration puzzle box okay. and how it was created and all that That's and it had okay. pinhead in space which was awesome yeah so you know but after that the rest of the sequels fucking suck dick i hated <laughs> them all Ouch. i love yeah. that leviathan documentary that was yes. on shutter yep Ooh, oh, that was good. That Tom was good. Doc- yeah, I love oh, yeah, their documentary. Smoke and Mirrors or what's yeah. it called? Did that just come out? We gotta, did you watch that already? No, I haven't seen okay, it yet. Okay, so we got to. I wish just came like out. Shutter would do like pop-up shops. Like just with like stuff like, oh, do you like you love that? Here it is on Blu-ray. Or you yeah, want yeah. the poster? Like just yeah, some yeah. stuff like that, like just all over yeah. the place. Yeah. It just it creates these experiences. Are you and that's, I think, Shutter? I'm telling you, man. Go to a horror video store. I got to still finish watching Creep Show. All your horror needs. Yeah. Really, you haven't finished Creep Show? No. Wow. I mean, some uh, episodes were good, some episodes weren't. So, yeah. That yeah. you could say that about any show, though. I know, but you know, I mean, not every episode is going to be a home run. I rush to finish. It, I got it, man. I got it. I have to. You know, I feel obligated as. Um, well, you're obviously yes. not rushing because you would have finished it if you were rushing to finish it. That's true, but I eventually <laughs> will. I'm rewatching Tales from the Crypt. Ooh. Yeah. So and there I. are there are some you're like, uh huh. I know how this is going to end, but phenomenally but you're still you like Not wow i can't believe they got so-and-so in this episode mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and it's just it's just blowing my mind Remember how the time we brought the crib keeper to the theater yeah <laughs> i wish you would do that again it was pretty cool that was cool great time man now we got what nickel city cons gonna be coming up soon right in may, may right yeah. in may mm-hmm. yeah you heard and they've thing. announced They've only announced one or two people, right? I know they got yeah. Michael Rooker coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about it Slither. for horror Slither. right now. Slither. Yeah. I feel like that one did Ooh, Slither. Yeah. yeah. Slither. Yeah. Slither that'd was be a good not one. Too good, uh, not 
too highly seen in theaters, so I feel like no. it might a lot of people. Might yeah, but so I mean, Henry Porter, a serial killer, wasn't either. But yeah. that I don't know. Yeah, but I feel would like that would that fit for terrorist, terrorist though? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people will come out and see it, especially since he's going to be there. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know I'd eventually love to get to screen something like the original Maniac and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? So it's That'd only a matter cool. of time. But they also announced the guy who played uh, Gilman in the original Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh wow, is going to be there. I think he was just a guy in the underwater suit, if I'm not mistaken. I'd oh wow! Up. But they got somebody from one of the original Universal Monsters movies. So that's Jesus Christ, cool. old is he? Yeah, pretty old. But I figure if they're going to have Rooker here, he's probably going to do one of the Marvel movies. If I were to be a betting, man, I don't know, you man. Know I mean? Disney's really stingy with that stuff, given the rights to show anything. Yeah. Like and but those just came out though, like the Guardians. I mean, he's only in Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. That's it. Yeah, they they probably have a better shot shot at showing um, Mallrats. Oh yeah, I would totally do Slither. I mean, you know, I I haven't really Slither seems like a fun. Slither might be fun. The details with anybody yet, you know, regarding that stuff. But you know, I would love to do Slither. You know, with him there, he seems like he'd be a really good guest. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, are you gonna tell anybody about the season? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mum's the word. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's, uh, you're among friends, Peter. Yeah, I mean, Peter, I, you Peter's guys could ask me if you wanted to. No one to. listens oh, to this podcast. Oh, sorry. sorry. Wow. You're wow. find out I paint houses. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Irishman reference. The Irishman. The yeah, eight-hour long movie. Yeah. I don't get it. I was playing to the crowd. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we got one more piece of news. Oh, jeez. Yeah, back at it. So... Do we have any Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles fans no. here? No, really? That's fucking surprising. Wait, are you one Especially of them? Especially with you. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've been a fan since high school. No fan of everything. I'm not a fan of everything. I'm not a fan of haunting a hill house. <laughs> All right? So there we go. And it found a way to All come right? back. Oh, and it man. came back around. Besides I'm not a fan of Pet Cemetery, yeah. the wow. new one. I'm not a fan. There's a lot of wow. shit I'm I know, not a fan of. I know. Only my girlfriend is. Oh, so, my God. Well, <laughs> Anne Rice is uh, shopping around the Vampire Chronicles again. There, you, there was going to be a series set up on Hulu uh, following Lestat, which is the main character of the uh, Vampire, Vampire Chronicles, but that's no longer a thing. So she repackaged the rights for Vampire Chronicles and the Mayfair Witches. Uh, it's going for 30, 30 to $40 million. But the cool thing about it is that whoever purchases the rights, the new older, the new owner will hold the rights in perpetuity, Ooh. and it won't be just an option. So, Paramount right now is set to be among the four or so bidders for the package. Uh, Anne Rice, you know, was was quoted as saying that she this is something that she's looking to do, uh, something that she's very passionate in getting the story of the Vampire Chronicles and Lestat into like the limited series form now mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's huge instead of making it into just a series of movies even though interview the vampire i loved interview the vampire i didn't like queen of the dam too much but um i forgot the yeah i don't know i'm connected. pretty yeah i'm pretty much uh, i mean i don't know i'm super stoked about it um it's been a while guys, since we've had a good vampire movie I yeah say, i mean yeah. i think twilight really took some life out of the vampires i completely genre. agree yeah, yeah, i, I fucked right it all up yeah, I would love to see something on the level of like uh, Fright Night or Lost Boys or uh, whatever it might be. Once for, bitten. Yeah, just a really quality vampire film, you know, like or, you know, uh, uh, Dust Till Dawn, something, you know, something. Well, that I think kind of. Right, do the pussy speech. That switched the do game. Do the pussy speech. Yeah. We got big pussy, pussy small pussy, yellow yeah. pussy, black pussy, smelly pussy, snapping pussy. 
What a you movie. can find cheaper pussy anywhere. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best Cheech Marin impression right there. Give us a great vampire movie. Now, I think that'd be great. I think- speaking of the Lost Boys, you guys knew that they were they were they developed the Lost Boys TV series. They made a pilot for it. I think it was for the CW, uh, and oh, the pilot sucks so bad that they scrapped the whole thing. They fired pretty much CW. the whole cast, wow. with the exception of two cast members, and now they're redoing the pilot all over again. Um, I guess the the pilot didn't. It, it wasn't it wasn't familiar enough to the movie, so now. They're just going to rehash the movie and turn that into a series. It's weird. I don't know. But that is that's what's going on right now with the Lost Boys. Because the Lost Boys sequels did so well. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah, because they started focusing on the Frog Brothers, right? Well, they did. The first one had uh, Kiefer Sutherland's brother, which I didn't even know he had a sibling. Um, <laughs> and it was a bunch of fucking surfer vampires. Oh, uh, OK. And then they brought the Frog Brothers back. Well, wasn't, and then, this, wasn't the second Frog Brother only back with the second sequel? Yeah. Yes, because uh, what? Who, who's it? Fuck, Corey I forgot Feldman. his name. Corey Feldman yeah, uh, was was in it, and then the uh, yeah, the other Frog Brothers showed up for the third one, yeah, and there was a stinger uh, end credit scene at the end of the second one where Corey Haim had a cameo in it, and he was supposedly a ba- a vampire. Somehow he got turned oh, into a vampire, boy. and he was always like pushing to to be in a Lost Boys sequel, but then he died because he was a fucking druggie. <laughs> Yeah, I won't be surprised if they remake that movie soon. The Lost Boys? Yeah. See, that's one... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it perfectly captures a moment in time, but I yes. won't be surprised if they do repackage it. But then something. again, I mean, then we're going back to the whole the whole you know issue and the whole subject of remakes and shit now. Yeah. You know, I mean, Full if they're going to try to make a, a remake, then you know, make a worthy remake to to the original. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna ruin the original for anybody, no. but still, if you think about it. it, it I don't know. I don't know. It, it just oh God. I hate yeah, fucking talking about it, remakes. But wouldn't the Lost Boys translate well? And part of the plot of Lost Boys is like they don't. Tr- they think that that guy, the mom's boyfriend, is a vampire. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could apply that today with like you know distrusting the other in our society. You know what I mean? Or like uh, you know what's my neighbor up to? Like that would work perfectly if you have like. You know, this person I don't know might be something other. You know what I mean? As in a vampire. I mean, that's you know that's I mean? pretty much a plot of Fright Night, right? Yeah, and you did can, that, and that can, sucked. Well, sure, but that's because if you're trying to make it too, did you just say Fright Night sucked? No, the remake. The remake oh, I was with Colin say, Farrell. Yeah, yeah. You might be like three times the size of me, but we're gonna throw yeah, hands. Yeah, at yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, cupcake. But, I mean, sometimes you can't like you can't replicate the charm of the '80s, and I'm not arguing that yeah. at all. Sometimes you just have to like take the maybe a germ of that idea of the original movie and see how it translates to a modern audience and era. Well, they just tried doing that with Jacob's Ladder and they made a remake of it. And from what I heard, because I haven't watched it, I watched one trailer for it. I thought the trailer fucking sucked. I heard it got released and then it's gone. I didn't even think I didn't even think it it got released in the theaters. It It went it went right to video. I mean, look at the the sisters did uh, Rabbit, Cronenberg's Rabbit. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting to see that. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just, gotten decent reviews, but fuck, what from what it? I heard for Jacob's Ladder, I've talked to a couple of people that have watched it. 
absolutely horrible mm. and it has absolutely nothing to do with the original you know the original story kind of like black christmas and it's just it, it was just it was just bad obviously in the trailer you saw there was a, a few of the like iconic scenes from the original with the the ice water bath and you know a couple of a couple of the uh the scenes um when he was seeing like the visions of the demons and shit but it's a totally separate story totally separate everything has nothing to do with the original and all they did was capitalize on the name and ended up sucking like most remakes are is it a vietnam sucking. movie something it was it was something from what i heard or it's something like along the lines Iraq, where Afghanistan the one guy his brother comes back from the war and he has like ptsd and i guess it's it, it's all like a message movie about ptsd you could do a good movie with that 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 premise basic idea uh-huh. but if, if if you don't have the right team working on it, it's going to be shit no matter what you yeah. know the movie is going to be it's like somehow people think that you know, uh, remakes in general are just all going to be garbage. But I, I would say that th- those are the odds for any movie coming out, you know, whether it's PG-13 horror, R-rated horror. I mean, you know, they're not all going to be good. You know what I mean? So yeah. when a good one does come, it just makes it even better. Like a Evil Dead remake, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same germ of an idea of a movie. Yeah. Like a bunch of kids go to a cabin and yeah. fucking evil gets unleashed or whatever. Yeah. It's all you really need, you know, mm-hmm. and... It worked in that particular case. I think you're noticing when people actually care about the story yes. and like are attached to some of that source material, um, in the sense of they want to tell a good story in general. Like you could you could see a bunch of that stuff yeah. in almost any of these movies. Sure. I mean, like look at Into the Spider Verse. Like the movie becomes super successful because they they so good. they cared about the genre and wanted to tell that story from a different perspective. I, I mean, seen like, it. but that movie flat out like it, it took me a minute to realize we weren't talking about a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> You keep talking. You keep going. I have no idea. I, I have nothing to ask. Go on, Dan. I got love. your back. You I got love. your back, man. Don't worry TLC. about it. You know, you got to have a, some love and care like, to uh, make it. T-Boz left eye and chili. Exactly. Wow. Don't go chase the water. Oh, wow. You beat me to it. Take to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> Unpretty. Now, that's a beautiful song. Red care. Light Special was always my jam. Yes. Too bad left eye had to die. Too bad Yikes. Peter's a creep. What? <laughs> shoop shoop. Making our Radiohead reference. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a song. That song, sir. What? Shoop shoop. Yeah. 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 We're talking TLC here. Yeah, I know. Okay. But you know, black girls, girl band, whatever. It's all the same. All the same, right? Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> that was Eugene who said that. Everyone, person of color. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one, one person of color here now. Person of color. Also yeah, the yeah. one who hates the black crisp new Black Christmas, otherwise known as the girl power Black Christmas. Okay, you know what? Fine. Let, let's let's have you watched it yet? Has anybody seen it? No. No one I have not seen it, no. You have not seen it. Okay. No. So why are you getting so every time I mention it and how bad it was? Oh, I I, I just know it's uh it's a goat. You know, you're trying to goat me. I'm not trying to goat you. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean Wait, it's, it's a goat like greatest it's, of all it was, time. It was a <laughs> Yeah, that is greatest of all time. The new black Christmas goat. Which is funny because I'm on I'm on the computer right now and you know what's what's a nice little ad on the side there? For a little black Christmas. A little black Christmas. Listening. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They it just, it just popped up. It's still there. It's at the theaters. I might, you know, this holiday season is a little busy for me, Dan, but is I do it? want to see it. You know, there's a lot of, I have to check out. On a free Monday night? Just watch the trailer. Watch the I two minute trailer. The That's trailer. the whole movie. That's the whole Cheaper. movie. It's not worth it. I'm telling you right now, it's not worth it. If you find a redeeming quality, I don't know. I'll blow one. you. Whoa. There we go. Look at these dick sucking lips, all right? Whoa. Yeah, you'd appreciate it. 
All right. All right. I don't know if I'll spit and swallow or swallow. That's going to be a surprise. We'll have to wait and see. But, oh my God! No. But there you go. My argument is not a defense specifically to the the Black Christmas remake. It's not a defense for that one movie in particular. It's about PG thirteen horror in general. That it has the same potential to be as good or as bad as any other horror movie of any other rating. Just because a movie is PG thirteen horror doesn't mean it's going to be any better or any worse. Than all the all the countless rated R horror movies that okay. we see come out. Now, with year. your with your argument with the PG thirteen movies, when we were talking about it before a couple of weeks ago, you brought up PG thirteen movies that came out back or horror movies that came out back in like the eighties, nineties, maybe early two thousands. But I challenge you to come up with at least let's go three three PG thirteen horror movies, and I'm using air quotes now that have come out in the last five to seven years that are that it's actually a good movie. A Quiet Place? That was PG-13? I bet you if you Google it, you'll find out what it is. I'm, Keep going. I'm uh, going to look it up. Are. Scary Black Stories Black. to Tell in the Dark. And yeah. to me, it was fantastic. Uh, a third one, I have to think about it. I don't want to waste time doing that. But <laughs> I'm sure if you just Google P- modern PG-13 horror, you'll find... Well, they're uh, both on their phones. So yeah. One of them will find out. So... Um, did you like Quiet Place, Marcus? Yeah. Oh. I also think it was right. R. That was PG-13. Okay. No, it's okay. PG-13. Okay. Yep, he was right. But, um, see, like I've told you in private, not on the podcast, <laughs> um, I'm not totally anti-remake, but, not remake, I'm not totally anti-PG-13, I can't talk, PG-13 horror. Okay. I'm hearing about Eugene sucking your dick just got me all flustered. I guess. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah um, Hot and heavy. Like I told you, at least if it's R and it's a shitty movie, there's chance for decent gore or even laughable gore or maybe some boobs. And those were always like things that got me through bad horror movies back in the day when they were rated R. And you can't really guarantee that with PG-13. Sure, but so my part of my argument is also that the addition of gore solely is not going to make a bad movie any better. You're still going to have the it's same make it, act. It might make it more enjoyable. Sure, sure. But it's not going to change the performances or no, the totally, plot or the totally pacing or any that. any of the things that you would generally criticize about a movie being poor is not going to change the the movie in its essence. And it's, the bones of the movie aren't going to change because there's boobs or breasts or blood. I love all that stuff in horror movies. I love all that. I love crazy gore. I love nudity. I enjoy it. But I also like you know, some PG-13 horror movies. And and I think uh, a good movie is going to be a good movie, and the same goes for a bad one. Nothing about the addition of, like, some, um, you know, a pair of breasts is going to make a bad movie any better. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pulling up a list right now, all right? And they're going 11, 11 scariest horror, a PG-13 horror movies. We got Poltergeist, which at is number PG, one, PG. we got that's what that's what you said, didn't I say PG PG thirteen? Oh, okay. um, we got Tremors. He- okay, I Gremlins. Don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Happy Death Day, Insidious, Insidious, uh, Mama. I've never uh, seen Insidious. All huge movies, and the rest. Happy are, are Death Day, garbage, you know, is on here. Drag Six me to Sense, hell, pretty great. I love Drag Me to Hell, but the Unreal Final Girls, Quiet love Place, the Final Girls. That was one of the best modern horror movies. We, I know you love that one. Uh, the Gate, The Witches. Marcus. Drag Me to Hell. 
But I mean, again, Dragon Hell was 2009. It was 10 years okay, ago. I'm saying, I'm saying, girls, I'm saying the last, I'm saying the last five out. to seven years. Okay, I would say Final Girls, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and A Quiet Place. If I, I had love to pick Final Girls, honestly, I think Final Girl, like I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. PG 13, fantastic. One of the best modern horror movies. What's the plot of it? I never uh, even heard of it. It's about a uh, young girl whose mother dies, Played and by, the mother uh, Malin Ackerman or Malin Ackerman. Okay. The mother uh, was a famous cult movie actress. Um, and From like a Friday the 13th sequel. Yeah, basically. from like horror movies. Okay. So the daughter goes to a, a repertory screening of one of her mom's movies, and something happens where she gets, her and her friends or something, gets sucked into the movie that her mom's in, which is like a, a Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to like survive within the movie. And all the, her mom's stuff doesn't remember her because she's the character within the movie. Oh. Not, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're de- they're dealing with the actual characters in the movie, not the actors who are playing them. But it's, and so know, she's have, very emotional because she gets to be yeah, that's her mom. Again, even though her mom you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then you have that some sort of meta, you know, like have to figure out the rules of the genre to survive through mm-hmm. the end of the movie or whatever. You know, it's really great. Yeah. It's really fantastic. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but that's what I'm here for. Um, I love that movie, and I think it's what uh, Cabin in the Woods should have been. Get! Please, man. Please. Just saying. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I was trying to make a list of the best movies of the decade. Uh, horror movies, I mean. Cabin in the Woods is probably my number one best horror movie of the 2010s. Wow. Oh. Oh. Really? Yep. Okay. And he likes that movie. Yep. I don't. I love that movie. I love Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Huh. That's funny because I'm still, I'm still making my list. It's not an easy list to make by any means. Yeah. But I think if you're going to make a list, you got to at least... What's Think about huh. uh, Cabin in the Woods. Well, we're going to talk about that next episode. Oh, oh, spoiler! Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> what if I've only seen eight movies <laughs> in a decade? Yeah. Yeah. We you just don't like any of them. The you, 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 I like your top that's two of the, the decade. We were talking about Doctor Sleep. I like that. I just saw Parasite. I yeah, like that. I'm, I'm te- Was Parasite good? But Parasite isn't even a horror movie, though, right? Yeah, oh, I heard it's not. It's movie. not even. And I don't okay. like a lot of new movies. That, that has Parasite. That, that works. I'd rather watch Parasite from the 80s with Demi Moore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was this, in 3D. This was not a faithful yeah. adaptation. Parasite is a movie, a foreign movie for people who don't see many foreign movies. They're like, oh, this is the one foreign movie I'm going to see this year. See, I seem to like Korean movies more than any like other Asian. Yeah, they're doing like, cool. Why stuff did this sure. one get such a such a huge like marketing push? Though? Because the director is uh, prestigious. You know, he's okay. Done, uh, did the host a bunch of stuff? The host, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Snowpiercer. Uh, okay. Bong Joon Ho is his name. He did oh. Okja on Netflix. Uh, I still haven't watched that. Is that yeah, any good? I haven't watched thing? it either. I wanted to. Hmm. But uh, yeah. So Final Girls. Fantastic. One of the best modern horror movies. PG-13. All right. We'll have to check that Not out. Not on par with Cabin in the Woods, but so a fantastic great. movie nonetheless. All right. Yeah. But, um, you know. You know. You know. Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space. PG-13. 80s. 80s. Again. Okay. I'm, I, I gave you your three. Uh, you did give me my three. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, it's still, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, you got your hill and I got mine. I still say modern PG-13 quote unquote horror movies suck right now. And they're horrible. And the only reason that they're, ter- they're, they're making them PG-13 is so that way they can reach a wider general audience because most kids won't come out. Well, Aren't allowed to come out to an R-rated movie. I love they want to get more people, more people saying. buying tickets to come and watch these movies. 
Yes, Peter, out in front with his hand raised. Okay, so here's part of my argument. Okay. Okay, look at the numbers. How many R-rated or unrated horror movies do you see a year? Just give me a round number. Not a lot. Maybe like, maybe, maybe three, maybe four, maybe. No, no. I'm talking, so uh, like R-rated, unrated horror movies? like R-rated, unrated horror movies? Either or. Let's just go for R-rated then. R-rated horror, how many do you see? Give me a round number. I don't know, 10, 20, et cetera, like that. Oh, you mean in, in general, not in the theaters? Yeah, in general. I oh, in general? Yeah. Dozens. Dozens. Yeah. All right, so what? What do you want to say, 60? Sure. Sure. Of those 60 movies, how many would you say are top-notch out of that 60? Maybe, maybe 8 to 10. That's not a great percentage, is it? Great percentile. 10 out of 60? I mean, one sixth. Yeah, not great. So I'm saying, are all these R rated horror movies you're watching, uh, that you're watching, are they quality? No, No. not all of them. No, but that's what I mean. So you're going to get as many crappy movies in Uh R rated ones than you are are in PG 13. I mean, you know what I mean? There there isn't this like. Somehow, uh, but these movies are, aren't all are, aren't all getting wide release theatrical wide releases. The PG thirteen movies are, and the only reason they're getting these wide releases is because they're PG thirteen, and the studios are making them PG thirteen and sanitizing the horror the numbers, to make them for a wider audience. The numbers would tell you otherwise. Uh, and for movies in general, Joker made a billion dollars. Deadpool two, mm-hmm. the original Deadpool, mm-hmm. and uh, all they're all yeah. they're all R rated, but they're yeah, also but, all but they're also is quote unquote comic making, book movies. They're not putting. Uh, R-rated mainstream horror movies into theaters because they want to reach this widest possible audience. But wide audiences are seeing R-rated movies, and that's proof by these movies making a billion dollars, you know, or whatever. You know, and uh, Halloween 2018 made, uh, at least broke some records for October Mm -hmm. releases, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact one, but it Chapter 1 made a ton of money when Mm -hmm. it came out, Chapter 2 as well. Both R-rated movies. But I'm saying uh, that people... It's not just they're making PG-13 movies uh, just because they think more people are going to see them because now there's a ton of people seeing R-rated movies, and the numbers prove that. So there is, you know what I mean, a PG-13. Unless you're R-rated in Dr. Sleep. Nobody was seeing that. I don't think no matter what is going to be rated, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. But, Here. You know. Uh, but they're just, uh, these PG-13, they're just churning out. The, the, the movies that you mentioned, the R-rated ones, are quality movies that studios got behind and actually put work and money towards to make a quality film. Whereas most of the, most of these other PG thirteen, whether straight horror movies or remakes, they're just doing them just to make a quick buck. I think we can all agree Black that Christmas. whether we're talking PG thirteen versus R original versus remake, if there's heart put into the movie, chances are it'll be good or at yes. least what you know mm-hmm. acceptable. Sure. I, can, Whereas I can agree with mm-hmm. that. If there's not that heart put into it, it's going to fall flat. And I think that's the problem with a lot of PG-13 and a lot of remakes because yep. a lot of them are lacking the heart. Yes. But I'm saying, I'm not saying doesn't all. that argument apply to all movies no, it does. in general? But that's what I said in the first part of that statement. And then I said that's why people – because there are at least – even if a movie's not that great and there's the original that you have at least some kind of attachment to, if someone makes a remake of that, it's going to feel like someone's like punching you in the face because you have that attachment to yeah. it. That, so that – that doesn't make it any. I, I can't. I can't. But haven't we almost gotten? <laughs> haven't we almost gotten numb to the idea of everything we love being remade? I got numb to it a long time ago. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, so what does it matter? They're going to eventually remake everything. I don't care. I just want They're going to remake it. The, uh, the Godfather. They're going to remake Taxi Driver. You I don't know, know it's only a matter of time. You know, and so it doesn't really fucking matter. No, it you doesn't know, matter. Keep... But the whole, the, it's just, it's just the whole PG thirteen and the whole PG thirteen's uh, quote unquote horror movie thing just bugs me. Just what? bugs me. The moment I watch a trailer and I think a trailer looks okay, as soon as I see rated PG thirteen, right away well, it you, just elicits a reaction from me. I know me you weren't a big negative. fan of the sequel, but didn't you like the first Happy Death Day? I liked the first one. Yeah. I thought I thought it was different. I thought it was cool. I thought it was I thought it was, you know, uh uh a decent like, you know, uh what's the word I'm looking Groundhog for? Groundhog Day kind of thing. A what? Groundhog Day. I mean it was a it was a slasher, you know, it was Groundhog Day slasher version. Right, but that was um, I which like I thought that. it because it was a fun movie. It was it was a good it was a fun movie. Then you had the sequel, which just never saw totally yeah, was horrible. Right. It was just thanks to Eugene. Bad. Yeah. It, it was it. horribly bad. It, it it tried to add on to make it into like a sci-fi comedy type yeah. deal. It took the horror out of it and the whole slasher aspect out of it and just made it stupid. But yeah, I mean, again, there's some exceptions to the rule. There's always exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, I just I, I every time I hear PG-13 horror, I cringe. And most of the time and I go and it's not like I'm not one of those people that that go, oh, look, it's PG-13. I'm not going to see it. It sucks. I'm going to give it a chance and I'm going to go to the movies and watch it and give it a shot and see if it's good or not. But nine times out of 10, the movie's bad. In my opinion. Aren't like most movies nine times out of 10, not that great. I mean, how many masterpieces uh, are you going to see? It all depends. You know what I mean? There's going to be, of course, every year is probably going to be like two really fantastic movies that you're going to see. The rest you're going to think are pretty good. Okay. But like, wow, this is the crown jewel of this year. There's only going to be one or two, man, that are really phenomenal. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm not looking. Matter. I'm not looking for it to, for every movie that I go see for it to be a phenomenal movie. But it's got to be good. Sure. And most movies I watch because I go to the movies every week, sometimes two, three times a week. Most of the movies I see are good. Aren't good or are good? Are good. Are good. Are good. Mm-hmm. Except PG-13 horror movies. <laughs> Would the the most recent Black Christmas remake have benefited from gore, blood, nudity, etc.? I think it would have. I think it would have made it more fun. I think instead of uh, the the fact that the fact that it was PG thirteen didn't show anything in terms of blood, it showed minimal amount of blood, and then on top of that, it, it tried beating you over the fucking head with the whole girl power, Me Too, fucking uh, uh, message over your head. It, it it just turned me off. Yeah, but. It being rated R wouldn't change the messaging issue that you have. It wouldn't movie. change the message issue, but it would have made it a little more fun if there was more gore, there was nudity, there were all that, all that shit, all that shit. It would have made it fun. What Eugene's saying is he likes the gratuitous nature of horror movies, and it's kind of for the most part. Just, I mean, if it's just fine. I love it. I love Dead Alive. I love Evil Dead too. I yeah. love all those crazy gory, over the top movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uh, writing off that stuff at all. I'm just saying that if. It sounds like this Black Christmas movie is would have probably been bad no matter what. I haven't seen it, but just from what people have told me, because now I'm like the poster boy for this fucking movie, and I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> it just sounds like the the character, the performance is going to be the same, the writing is going to be the same, the pacing, cinematography, whatever the normal issues of the movie would be that people could criticize. None of that would be changed by seeing a left titty pop out. None of that would have made a difference i don't know 
I think I think it would have I think maybe with it being rated R and it having a little more horror like it gratuitous have been a better movie, but it might have been gore. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I can I can totally ride with that, but it's just like, well, that's a bad movie because it was PG-13. Like what? Like that's yeah. that's not an art. That's I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to you know. That's your opinion's your opinion, but that's <laughs> I don't know if I would count it, man. And I don't know if we have time to get into this, but I'm all for girl power and everything like that. But I feel like some of the movies that have come out recently are really beating you over the head with it, and I wish it was just a little bit easier. Don't to you think that women are con- are being sick of like being getting beaten over the head with all the fucking men men in movies and the fucking uh you know, testosterone and movies I don't know I don't know if it's so much if it's so much specifically the, the 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 whole me too women empowering thing I think it's I think it's in general movies coming out and just beating you with a message any kind of message whether yeah, it's whether it's feminist male chauvinist racial whatever um we live in politics That's we do but but now the movies are coming out and they're just making it just so obvious they're, they're just fucking they have this hidden agenda and they're just beating you with this fucking message like i you know as much as i love i love both movies i love get out and i loved us um you know also the social commentary was just literally you can cut it with a fucking knife it was so goddamn thick and it was just out there it made them a good movie it made it a good movie but nowadays every movie's got to have some sort of fucking message beat into you peter in yes peter in the front with your hand raised if you have Jordan Peele, who is a black man, writing and directing a movie, the movie is going to be told through his experience, mm-hmm. his lived experience. So it's not about getting beaten over the head with the messaging. The message is inherent to the person creating it, possessed their life experience. So you you want you know a movie like Get Out? It's Jordan Peele is the one who's going to give it to you, you know, because that's mm-hmm. that who wrote it and who directed it. Same thing with this Black Christmas remake. I haven't seen it. But I know a woman directed it, so her experience. Yeah, and a woman wrote it. Her, exactly. Yeah. Because that's who that's part of their their lived experience, and that is going to come through through the writing and the directing, because that's inherent to the person, the people that are creating it. You know what I mean? We're so used to the default of everything being white dudes, right? That's usually the default in everything, mm-hmm. and so we find that more palatable because that's what we're so used to seeing as a culture for a time infinite, right? And now different voices are peeking in. And it seems like we're getting hammered over the head with it. But like, no, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's still just a tiny sliver of people. Different voices are sneaking into these movies. And instead of being like, oh, my God, there was too much women stuff. We should be like, well, that's great. We got new voices coming in. And, you know, we, we've got all this history of like fucking See, I never wafers, vanilla wafers. I just say it, it just feels like it sticks out. Like yeah, because like, because like as it should, I'm saying it's too much as it should. It sticks out because we're so un, not used to hearing different voices in movies in general. And so, you know, I don't think Jordan Peele's like, I'm going to make a social commentary movie. See, and it's, I think I, I think he is. is. I think he is. Because that's inherent to his life experience. Racial issues are going to be are going to be. That's like saying that's like saying that Guillermo del Toro's movies. He's going to be making movies because he's Mexican. He's going to he's going to throw a message movie out there about fucking Trump wanting to put up a wall. So he wants to. Every movie he's going to make is going to be about the fucking, you know, the Mexicans and everything that, hey, they have to go through. But that's not it's not the same. But but parts of his culture have snuck into his movies already. Pan's Labyrinth, I know, has that whole thing about the war. I have no idea what the fuck that war is. (laughs) (laughs) 
But it's a great. I don't. But it's a great movie. And it's well made, and I understand that's his life. But experience. again, if he does have a social commentary, if he does have a message in it, the message is subtle and it's in there. It's not getting beat over your fucking head with a sledgehammer with it. That's what so, I'm saying. So is it just having like uh, a horror movie that's about race in general? Is that being beaten over the head? What's a subtle way? To deal with racism or sexism, I mean, there's a, there's there is subtle ways to do it and and make it entertaining where where you don't where you don't again where you don't feel like like somebody's talking at you and 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 where the movies the movies the equivalent of a fucking college lecture on something on a on a, on a on a social commentary that's that's a, I I go to the movies to be entertained I don't go to the movies to you know I don't I don't want to go to the movies to learn shit. That's what they got documentaries, and that's what they got school for. But at its essence, film movies are an art form, just like a book or a painting or whatever. Movies, whether you digest them as an art form or not, are an art form. Yes, mm -hmm. they're used as entertainment. Yep. I agree. But they're also movies can also be like art. You know what I mean? And they mm -hmm. could, uh, they they should be maybe incendiary and and dangerous, and they have the power to you know like, uh. To, to, to say something, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe the message isn't for you, but perhaps there's someone in that audience that the message will reach who needs it. Sure. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's why I'm like, yeah, it's not for me, but that's I understand that I'm not part of that audience mm -hmm. and I'm totally cool with that, you know, but I think, you know, we're just so used to the default of everything being, you know, the, the way it is that anytime someone's like, hey, I have a voice and I want to talk to it's like, oh, not this shit again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dan, you've Am been very quiet crazy? through this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, what's your opinion? Uh, I mean, I know a lot about the history of cinema and like how. No. Well, like, <laughs> wow, it's because I took those classes and I love yeah. those lectures. Yeah. And they talk about um, Birth of a Nation and mm -hmm. how like mm -hmm. it's Probably actually enough. the decline of the Ku Klux Klan and how like it was there was maybe six percent in the entire United States, and then that movie came out. And you saw this radical rebirth in that. Yeah. So, like, movies One of the highest have, grossing movies of all time. I mean, like, Just they showed it in the White House. You know, like, they did all this shit with this movie that it, it has this power. And, uh, you know, like, everybody's got a voice and they want it, like, they want to be heard. And I think that sometimes it's the cinema, like, has that power to reach a wider audience and it, it hits to, like, lowest common denominator. And sometimes it, it's got to shake shit up. Because yeah. it's, if it's not doing that stuff, it's, I mean, Fritz Lang left Germany because Hitler knew how much power those movies had and he wanted him to direct all of his propaganda films. Like, he knew he had to get out of the country. And also that time, though, more people were seeing movies, like, because well, not you know, I mean, like, that's... popcorn didn't become popular because it was, a, it was, it became popular because it was disposable, you know, like, and it was a throwaway thing that, I mean, yeah. it was dirt yeah. and like it, people were going there to watch movies, but I mean, it wasn't like how it is now where it's an event. Yeah. It was like disposable, like how we look at television. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the disconnect is now when we're seeing these stories that we're, we're not used to it. It's like, Oh, it's that, jarring. It's, it's jarring. jarring. Yeah. It's, it's, it leaves you feeling weird. And I mean, like, is there better ways to tell the message? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is there a better way? But Let I think me tell you as a man, it, how to but make that's your the thing. It's like, I should, better. I'm not, this is not my time. Yeah. This is not my time to be saying this stuff. Like I'd actually rather be hearing more from Eugene. Like, yeah, that's, that's the stories I want to hear. Like I gravitate sure. towards, I'd love to watch a Eugene the, the, horror movie. I'd rather see, I'd rather, I'd love to hear more about that stuff than mm -hmm. like 
my stuff I know. You know, like right. it's easy for me you to have digest. Star Wars. You have Star Wars. I have that stuff. I'm <laughs> yeah. able to go through that. And like it's it is what it is. But I mean, like what? I can relate to the people that want to watch the the coming up. You want to see them rise sure. above something. And I think that what's happening right now is is that some people just don't want it. I get I totally And it's it. when you feel as though you're being beat over the head with a message, that's where you disconnect. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's mm-hmm. subtle, it can be you thought it out more. It's more of a clever way versus get out versus us, right? Get out was clever because it bucked some of the trends. Us, it seemed like it was mm-hmm. more of a beating over the head. Yeah. But it's also we're now paying more attention to it and looking for things. So if you go in with a mindset of this is going to have a message, this is going to be political, you've already judged it. Yeah. You've jumped, you've, you've got it from the jump. So, like, yeah, if you don't want to see a movie that has uh, feminist messaging or uh, a movie that, ha- that deals with race, uh, race and all that, don't see movies directed by women. Don't see movies directed by black dudes. If that if that stuff isn't your cup of tea, don't see it because it's inherently going to be in there. Whether it's beaten over the head or not, or whether it's more subtle, it's going to be in there. That's just in, inherent to the voice speaking of the movie. That's just how it's going to be. That movie Revenge that came out with the French movie a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys saw that. I haven't seen it yet. No, did you see that? Of course not. French woman directed it. Right? It's a rape revenge movie. Oh yeah, Fantastic. I saw that. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like, that. but it changes the whole subgenre because now it's a woman telling the story. You know what I mean? Is just, it? No, I found yes, it enjoyable. It, changed, it didn't really change it. It, the, 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 it the, 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 the it woman revenge movie. It was just, it was, to, for me, it was just a typical women. It was, it was, it was a step above. I spit on your grave. But it didn't change it for me because it was directed by a woman. Yeah, I saw Raw and like directed by a woman. Yeah, but I didn't give a shit about that. Yeah, like I didn't care that it was written by a woman. It seemed like a good story. Like, and then, oh, wow, that was done by a woman? Wow. Oh, okay. Cool. Whatever. That's a bo- like a bonus. But perhaps in those movies, the messaging wasn't as perhaps loud as you're saying in some of these other movies. And I'm saying that the, the message is going to be inherent to the DNA of the movie because of the people telling it. Which is fine. We're as long as they keep it subtle and they don't try to beat you over the head with it. If that's not what so, their agenda so is, and it seems like say, most of these, pe- see, most of these people, say, like, look, their agenda has to be like... I don't like, mind issue, the issue of race in this movie, but just tone it down a little. Yes. So it's more palatable. Yes. I don't mind when yes. they have autonomy. Just just tone it down. If you're going to make a movie, then do it do it, do it, it in the genre that it's intended. I mean, I might be in the make minority here. Comedy, uh-huh. ladies. Pun intended. Look at, like, look at Green Book. Green Book was 100% because of, about racism. I don't know if you... And you knew going... White dude. But still, it's still a message movie. So if it would have been directed by a black dude, who cares? But still, it's a message movie. I knew I that was going to have I, a social I commentary. I knew that what I knew what the movie was going to be about. I, I didn't see the movie. All right. Okay. But I did have to deal with that movie for many months. Mm-hmm. So correct so we me. Saw if, so I'm, I'm so correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. But isn't that movie about the it, we could solve racism? If the black guy just plays nice and tolerates these racist white people for a while, no, I don't know if that was no, 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 that wasn't so, the message. So the of people the movie. around him are being racist to him generally the whole time, correct? Yes, okay. varying levels, but yes. And yes. he has to tolerate that, correct? Well, that's how it was. Back yes, in right. That's how and it was. So, but well. <laughs> That's a, not everyone was tolerant of, of that back in the day. I mean, it was a, you know, right. it has you to be a battle, a battle that has to be fought. But it's like, 
So the, the guy in Green Book has to tolerate the racism and be nice about it, you know, because I know, you know, it, and that's what solves racism. If only we gave these ra- racists a shot. Maybe they're not so bad after all. We have a lot more in common than we know. You know what I mean? It, it, it makes the reality of dealing with these issues much more sanitized. And I don't think you guys like your stuff to be sanitized. You know what I mean? Because in real life, handling these issues uh, is complicated and messy. And, and it's not just like kumbaya. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. have to be all cool all the time because that's not how these things work. In real you're life. right. But if you're going to if you're going to do a social commentary, you're going to do in a movie, maybe. And again, uh, I'm probably in the minority. I don't want my horror, my comedy or any of those type, specifically those two. I don't want to get, get hit over the head with social commentary. I would just want to get entertained. It's horror, that's it. Horror is a vehicle, and sometimes social issues are part are get hidden in that vehicle. Like George Romero has a history mm-hmm. of doing right, that. But, yeah. just, it. but he did you it subtly. He wasn't. How he wasn't you beating you over the head when with your it. Your lead as a black guy. There's no <laughs> subtlety in that. If a movie comes out in the late '60s and your hero is a black guy slapping white women and punching white dudes, that's not subtle. That was a very bold choice. Whether Romero made it or not, it was. You watch that now, and that seems like a, an edgy choice to make. You know what I mean? The same thing in Dawn of the Dead. The Ken Forey being the fucking action hero. That's that. You know, that's not. Uh, I don't think that's subtle. That's that's whether. I mean, to us, you know, is, we're used to it. But if can you imagine in like nineteen when did Night of Living Dead come come out? Sixty eight, sixty nine, something 68, like that. Sixty eight. Yeah. I mean, that must have been just. A revelatory experience to see something like that. In the I'm sure it was because they cast a black guy in it. But I mean, also, I mean, with with Dawn of the Dead, and you brought that one up. He's a, it had nothing to do with race. His his social commentary on that, which was kind of subtle, was, was he was talking, American not, consumerism. Yes, yeah. you had zombies walking around in a mall. You know, and that yeah, was the because they're so used like, to like in life going to the malls and shopping and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. that that was yeah, not really subtle. It's one. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I'm completely for it. But I'm saying that the casting of somebody like Ken Forey as the action hero star of that film mm-hmm. is definitely a bold choice. Yeah, for the seventies. Yeah, and so I don't think those were subtle choices because that's who you have leading the movie. You know what I mean? It's clear. It's it's right there, you know, like Romero didn't seem like he was, uh, you know, clearly a very humble guy. But you, you mm-hmm. don't not a living dead. I mean, that's that was a very bold choice. Mm-hmm. What he did with that movie. He only casted right. Dwayne because he was the best actor that auditioned for the role. It wasn't initi- it wasn't initially sure. written for a black. But guy. his very presence that was just a benefit. His very presence. in The movie changes the whole dynamic yeah, of everything. I'm not disagreeing with that. Right. So it doesn't matter what Romero's intention or not. The movie doesn't belong to him, after, in his case, literally. But it doesn't well, matter it's, once it's, it's out there. Him now that he's dead. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, 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 now it's out there. Now it belongs to the culture. You know what I mean? And I don't know. That's just my opinion on the whole thing. I mean, you know, there's a history of messaging in horror, whether you, we are aware of it or not. All right. Anybody else got anything to say on this? No. All right. Well, that's about it then. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, basically, we're still going to be uh, keeping the uh, Terra Trio name for now. So if you want to shout, a, shout at us, give us a line, 
anything, anything, any commentary, you can reach us at territrio at gmail.com. Also, we're on the social medias. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at uh, TerritorialCast, Territorial Podcast. Um, also, we're on the Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, slash the beef master network and also we're still on teespring um you can actually catch this podcast the audio version uh also the audio version of geeks at lift and table smack on youtube basically we're under the beef master network channel and you can catch it anywhere so right now for the uh quote-unquote terror trio slash gore four i'm eugene with my special guests Dan Morris, Peter Vulo, and Marcus Gantirotella. And that's it, guys. No more weird uh, catchphrases at the end of the episodes. Tune in. Hopefully, you guys keep listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Whoa, there you go.